0: Okay folks, welcome back to Reload Podcast. This is episode 35 and we previously had in the last episode Adam McPeak of ALB Drivers Club. I'm joined as usual by Connor McCann
1: and Lee Maxwell.
0: And today we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Ben Lawrence of Of Down Of
2: no fame whatsoever. (laughs) There's a lot of fame.
0: If you're in the VW scene, you'll probably have heard of Ben over the years. He's a big fan of uh, Beatles. Fast Beatles. Air-cooled. And uh, has a funny accent, so
2: we've all got our cross to bear. We? <laughs>
0: so thanks very much for coming, Ben. Thanks, thanks for having anyway. me. You're not from
1: around here, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so great to have Ben with us today. So before we could jump into that with Ben, we'll just start with uh, what's new with you. So Connor Lee, what have you got cooking this week?
3: I'm very little. Well, literally cooking is Lee. She's on a bacon.
1: Yeah, I've been doing some baking, but car related. Uh, nil.
3: No, no banana bread. No, N- no. <laughs> so we. Uh, uh,
1: no pa on the uh, on the car front. I'm
3: afraid. Yeah, we kind of get tied up replacing windows in the house, and then that sort of took us away from what we're doing because the house is an absolute mess. Um, chasing stuff for the garage, kind of stockpiling parts more for your Jetta build, and that's really about it.
1: Oh, um, I did get some new um, top mount. Razors. Yeah in the post. They're pretty pretty snazzy. Nice.
3: Yeah, so it drops the shock up through the tower and then basically lets you extend the coil over back into usable reins, but you're still nice and low because we like to run low. What about you, Nigel?
0: Uh quite a busy fortnight for me. Um I think previously last episode I talked about getting the edition thirty sort of back to stand not standard suspension, but sports suspension rather than still static stuff. Drivable. Drivable. And then out of a blue I um Got a PM from a guy who had viewed the car at the end of the summer last year. And as the saying, Godfather, he made me an offer. I couldn't refuse. Couldn't refuse. Uh, so, Dog's yeah, head in the bed. On the passers new. Um, I'm going to have to put the money in a savings account for the next thing that I want to get. It'll be sad to see it go. Uh, no matter, like you've been trying to sell it for what, a year
3: or so, roughly? Uh, well, I've sort of toyed with uh, Probably over a year. But it's one of those things you didn't really...
0: wasn't fussed. You, know, you didn't yeah. care if it because it's such a nice car to drive. Um, I was talking to Andy when we were working on it there during the week, and we're putting the new the the other suspension back into it. And like we're saying, ten years time, you'll look back at this and go, "Do you remember you had a low mileage? Yeah, a <laughs> it'll, it just, it'll just be looking back, going, "Oh, do you remember you had a classic whatever?
3: Yeah, super clean Civic Type R, you know, ST Focus, and you know, yeah. And at the time, it's just another car. Nobody really cares sure. about it. And then ten years down the line, you're looking going. When you love one of those now,
0: but no, I'm I put away the Crado, so it's going to come out this summer. So I'll we'll have the Mark on the Crado this road or this year. And uh, I still have an edition one sitting in the corner looking at me.
3: Oh, it's okay, there's a lot of stuff looking at us <laughs> here too, wondering why we're not touching it. <laughs> so
0: yeah, that's basically all that's happened with me. What,
4: what
3: about you, been? Have you been up to much lately? You had a foray with a, a T4, hadn't you?
0: I... um. Inundated
2: with work. It's crazy, crazy, crazy busy at the minute. Uh, Yeah, I've had a T4 on the driveway, a friend of mine. I uh, sourced it for her last year as a sort of a favour because just stuff's getting so expensive to get hold of. So we managed to find one that had had a, I think it had a snapped uh, pump belt on it. And so we got it cheap. I fixed it all up and then failed the MOT on ball joints. And oh my God, <laughs> no, I don't don't ever want to do them again. So, you sent me the photos of it. it looked yeah, like a nightmare. it's just a brutal job. Um, I don't have uh, workshop facilities, so it's axle stands and yeah. uh horrible. Old school. Yeah, old school. So we got it done, but yeah, there was that. And then tuning, I was up in Cavern there on Friday. I had four trikes to tune. And then on top, all my other stuff. It's just, I think, like everyone I talk to at the minute, it's just crazy, crazy busy. Mental busy. Was Which is no a,
3: bad thing. Yeah, I was going to say a long way at last, but not forever, I suppose. You, you want a wee break at times? Yeah, today is my first day off, so
2: you know, I'm being Thanks. treated with buns and coffee. So, you know, the, hosp- debate, the hospitality <laughs>
3: is is uh, it's upmarket. Tr- treated or lured in? Oh, no, treated. <laughs> treated. Right. Come right. on. Come on. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, there we go.
0: Yeah, well, just... J- just before we go on to the interview with Ben, we'll just do some news topics then. Yeah, That'll certainly. Folks? Yeah. So, Connor, what's the new? Lee, you want to kick it off? You've more. Lee,
3: okay. Uh, so
1: the first uh, item that I have is about driving tests. So obviously with restrictions and that being lifted over the last week or two and, and ongoing for the next few weeks, driving tests are, are back on again. But the learner drivers or potential drivers are facing huge delays to take their driving tests because of, obviously, the backlog that's been created. Um, So the DVSA that's on the mainland currently have 400,000 tests booked with an average (laughs) wait time of 17 weeks. Seven. years. Closer to home in Northern Ireland, the estimate's about 22,000 people waiting for a practical date. Um typically DVA and I have 37 full-time driving examiners. Um they're currently recruiting a further 30 temporary and full-time positions to try and increase the capacity and they're asking for volunteers for their staff to, to do more tests in the evening. Yeah. Um in the on the mainland they did some tests on Boxing Day, you know, bank holidays days that they're typically closed because they're just trying to clear through the backlog.
3: Those testers will be making bank there. <laughs> it just dawned on me
0: there. Jack's learned to drive in November. How old do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm sitting thinking, flip, he'll have the...
4: He'll get caught up in that yeah.
3: backlog, yeah. He's, because you can sure as God, if, it's a, if England is 17 weeks, we'll be 17 months behind. You know what this country's oh, like yeah. for delays
1: well the, the, even to do the theory because you still have to go to the building ah, to do yeah. the theory test that's not online or anything yet
3: I was going to say there's no reason you couldn't do the theory test at home because it's done on a computer but then your mum and dad would be over your shoulder going yeah click that click that <laughs> yeah
0: that's your answer <laughs> well there, there is some tests that take place and you have to have a live camera or oh, watching you, watching you. Mm. but I don't know how they would stop you putting notes all around there. yeah headphones in yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very
3: good.
1: So yeah, that's uh, just, I thought it was uh, if interesting. You're,
0: if you're
3: young, getting into driving, you're going to be screwed in the next while anyway, like. Whereas Pretty if much. you're old, you're thinking, thank God, It's going to be off the road? Right. Is yeah. Yeah. Off yeah.
0: the Less people on the road, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the roads
3: are safer at the minute. <laughs> um, what have we got? My first one's actually a follow-up from before. So last year we talked about uh, Luca Cabari, who was a go-kart racer. Did you hear about this, Ben? Nope. So basically what happened was it was mad. Like, one of the other racers forced him off the track. So he got out of the cart, ripped the front bumper off it, walked across the track during the race and threw it out into the middle of the road, Adam.
0: These aren't like 10 our cars. These are proper race cars. Yeah. uh, Two-stroke supercarts.
3: Yeah. And absolute madness. And there was a whole uproar about it. And I think there was a whole thing as well. His dad owned the circuit or owned part of the track and his dad got involved with pulling the other guy out of the cart. There was a whole, it was a really, really messy situation which nobody really wants to see him. Uh, there was softers
0: in the pits or something, wasn't
3: there? There was, yeah. And like, these are young guys, like 19, you know, that kind yeah. of age. And he vowed afterwards he would never race again. So the FIA had an inquiry into it and they said, will you never race again? Well, we'll maybe call your bluff here and give him a 15-year ban from all motorsports involving with them. So he's he's not gonna race again for a while. So what they said was they considered it a lifelong ban, but they said that they would give him a chance to catch up with you know, basically a cooling off period. So fifteen years you'd be well cold by that stage. This guy'll be thirty-eight before he can race again. So obviously your your career's over there. They considered a lifelong ban. He's also at the minute then banned from taking part in any motorsport events organized directly or indirectly by the FIA or exercising any role or function within the FIA, so we couldn't even join as a, like an advisory or get in a management role. He's just he's out, which is fair enough. Like it's a, it's a bad thing to be out.
0: They I have to set an example, I suppose. I would yeah. I
2: would play devil devil's advocate on that totally. Now I've not seen the incident, uh-huh. but in my opinion, motorsport. I'm not saying like totally not condoning yep. what he's done. It's wrong, but. I think motorsport has changed so much over the years. We've lost all the characters. Uh, ster- no one shines, and- no true, one shines yeah. as a character in motorsport anymore. Everybody is so well versed. They're
0: all PR trained. Yeah,
2: all PR trained. And for me, it's just like we need characters to be out shine through. Yeah. We need people to you know, Draw yeah, yeah, if you're hot headed, then let it you, you, let it go. Let it go. But I'm not saying to, to that level, and one, that's right. But we need characters in motorsport. But we just become so stag you know, so about the PR and the identity mm-hmm. that it's lost a lot yeah. of its appeal. I think, I think, you know, to allow more character into
3: motorsport I think it would be a good thing I think your killer for that is the sponsorship yeah. because a lot because of the sponsors will yeah, and if yeah. they're not they'll pull their deals as the killer and, and it, that
2: is why I would never get a sponsorship deal for driving a car <laughs> you kill someone
3: <laughs> well the defence had used a Uh, an example from cross-country skiing where one competitor actually assaulted the other, he went over and punched him in the face and he (laughs) got a one-competition ban and not the 15 years, but they basically said, no, that's a different sport, they do whatever they want this is what we're doing.
2: What an awesome sport though, what an awesome winter (laughs) sport like, celebrity cross-country skiing (laughs) deathmatch You could see where he went afterwards the
0: trail. I have never played. Get up right now and go to Dragon's Den (laughs) I'm all over it
1: (laughs) I think we talked about it at the time, and we said, like, there's a difference between heat of the moment, throwing a punch. Yeah. But this was, like, he very coolly took the bumper off. He walked right across walked the across. track. You know, it wasn't, like, spur of the moment, bang, and he didn't then, get out oh and shit, sorry. Him, yeah. it, you know, it was...
0: I think it was, was more
1: premeditated than that. I
0: think he thought he was playing Mar- Mario Kart. That's what it was
3: like, yeah. And then the the dad attacking the other guy in the pits was kind of, and he owned the track. It was it kind of sounds
2: like a weekend down at Mondello with it, the ITCC.
3: Doesn't it? It. <laughs> it doesn't get televised though. <laughs> oh dear, what have you got, Nigel?
0: Uh, just a wee story about the sort of drive to survive, and will there possibly be a Drive to Survive WRC? Yes, that would be or- good now my um, website I follow Rally Insight uh, we're chatting to the WRC live journalist and promoter Beck Williams and sort of, we're chatting about Drives to Survive and sort of turning to and going well what's the prospects of this um, and they were talking about the the key to F1 hitting a billion people the reach of a billion people in 2022 it was is Drives to Survive they were hitting age group 16 to 35 and it was responsible for 77% of the latest interest surge in the sport. Yeah, I'm not so surprised at that. The fact that drives to survive has had is absolutely unreal. And She she says that WRC would dwarf WRC would dwarf F1. F1 in comparison for action and drama. Um, She made a statement, basically, we're always thinking about how to get rallying to new people and engage new fans. WRC is far more exciting to watch. I think a vehicle like Drive to Survive would be fantastic, and I would certainly watch it, even if it wasn't involved in WRC.
3: Have you seen Drive to Survive? Ben? If I wasn't involved. I have. It's, I'm not an F1 guy, as I'm no, sure everyone's aware, and Lee, and it's so good.
2: Yeah, I uh, I used to watch F1 with my brother and my dad. Santa you know, Prost, Senna, Prost, yeah, so yeah. got Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was awesome. Yep. I used to love it. But. Murray Walker made it. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Legend. Bless him. Yeah. May you rest in Formula One heaven. Um, but the drive to survive thing, if you were to pay per view, mm-hmm. right, Formula One weekend based on that, th- that, yeah, I would watch that all day long.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's all the, yeah. the behind the scenes yeah. stuff that you don't get on the, exactly. the Sunday race the like Sunday
2: race, I lost interest in the Sunday races probably about... 15 years ago. Mm. I just stopped watching them. It's yeah. just getting a bore fest.
0: I, I think part of the problem with the F1 was the monotony of Schumacher winning every year. And there wasn't that well, it's much. a bit
1: like that now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> no,
1: that was the I start, that was the start <laughs> yeah. of the
0: fall for me. Because there used to be a head-to-head between Prost, Mansell, Senna. Yeah. You had three or four top drivers. Now you're lucky if there's one or two. Yeah, I think the last sort
2: of uh, period that I watched where I actually watched with... Interest was when Braun, uh, Braun GP had their own team yeah. for that one season and they won Jackson the season. Butler. And I think after that, you know, it was uh, business as usual for the bigger teams. And I decided, oh, I'm bored That's with this, of you know. But, you know, going back to the characters in the sport, you know, Drive to Survive actually does bring that because oh, wow. it's behind the scenes. Yeah. These guys aren't.
0: Who's your favourite person? In Formula One, to survive.
2: In Drive to Survive, I would say Gunter Steiner. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. he's awesome. (laughs) He's big, he's awesome. Gunter Steiner, without question. He's like, yeah, he should have his own square wall. Yeah, yeah, the man's got Steiner show. Yeah,
3: Yeah. (laughs) no, it's what do you think of the race? It's shit. (laughs) Could you imagine um, Drive to Survive, WRC, in the early 90s? That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. tempers flying, you know. They
2: wouldn't be able to televise yeah.
3: most of it. They probably couldn't, no. They wouldn't co- be able to televise,
2: <laughs> like, the smuggling of uh, Class A's in the roll cages and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> would they? No, you definitely know? not.
3: <laughs> and another thing would be good for that as well, I think, is the touring cars, BTCC. Yeah. I was never a closed circuit guy. And I went with Chris McKim for his stag do. We went over to Knock Hill and I got my eyes opened and I fell in love with it. I was like, this is yeah. unbelievable. And we were sitting in, uh, I can't remember the actual name of the, it's like a, like a kind of driver's club bar sort of area. And the guys were up on the stage and there was um, Plato. Plato. And I can't remember who, was it Rob Austin maybe beside him? And they were all like their sponsored drinks in front of them. And they're all like, Chatting back and forth, and they were giving like wee jibes at each other, and it was quite funny. And next thing they just like reach in behind the tin of like kick and like pull out a pint and just like down half the pint and back in. I'm like, that guy's <laughs> racing in the morning. And it, there was a lot of that. I was like, it goes back to that early era of racing where it's just like, kind of, no fucks, just do what you want and have the fun. And like, they're making like jokes about each other's moms and stuff, and you're like, oh, this is good, I can get on this. <laughs> that's the line, that's the line for me. Yep. So behave yourself, you
2: know.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. So if we can get WRC going with that, that would that'd, be... That would be fantastic. It
2: would be... Do you know uh, there's a video on uh, YouTube of uh, the Rothmans team, you right. know, when they do the gearbox swap on the Audi?
3: Yes. Yeah. That's it's so stuff like that. Unbelievable. Yes. Unreal. You yeah. don't get that. Nah, no. No. Nah, nah. Or at least you don't get to see it. Yeah. That's where, like that, you would. Yeah. Like, that should be just based in the pit Cruise. And seeing what they have to go through there's to get so that car. There's so much
2: more they could do yeah. in all aspects to make yeah. it so much less boring.
0: I would say there's a lot of motorsports now looking at Drive to survive, going, right.
3: We need to do this. Yeah,
0: completely. Let them in. Let them yeah. in. Yeah. Because every motorsport, especially the COVID crap, will be struggling for money and they'll just go, this is how we get sponsors in or this yep. is how we, we do it. Get, I the actually audi- can't, get the audience back. I actually
2: can't believe Formula One has survived this As last well. while well, I mean the only reason they've probably survived is because they've pushed uh, their reach to more foreign climes yeah. so they've gone they've followed the money Yeah. whereas you know circuits that can't afford to have Formula 1 there they won't pay what was then Bernie's fee Yeah. they've just said right no more Formula 1 we closed or Bernie struck them off the list yeah. how do they survive if they've not got the tracks and all they've done is they've pushed it further filtered more Saudi uh, countries where yeah. the money is and where does the appeal for the UK fan, where does the appeal stay? You know, how do you keep those guys focused on the sport that they love?
0: Like, how many? There used to be so many European rounds, in F1. Yeah.
2: Monza. Imola
0: and because it was in Europe you used to have a Formula 1 race every week it yep, wasn't every fortnight. yeah, because you weren't travelling so far
2: how many races on the calendar now is it like 20 tours I think i double
0: races the because I think oh, I was trying to catch up yeah probably TV licensing rights and that yeah. sort of thing you would Spa Silverstone um, Hockenheim Hungarian Grand Prix that's right yeah you know just crazy San Marino San Marino what it used to be like. Zandvoort Monaco. as well didn't it what Zandvoort what was that though?
2: That was for, uh, Grand Prix track. Is that right. in
0: Holland? Is it? I can't remember.
2: It sounds like Spa's Holland. Is the best one. Though. Spa. I've yeah. driven around Spa I so like many spa. times. I actually, I've actually driven around Spa naked on a monkey bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: oh, just a normal day out. Just for a it. normal <laughs> day out for me. I've seen photos of your youth. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Less said about about. Collar's done a deep dive. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. There's a lot more hair.
1: <laughs> I like the night races. I think they're yeah. You know, they're spectacular to watch. There's a lot more atmos- atmosphere yeah. to them. So my next piece of news, uh, I have titled Tesla Tout.
3: Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> so for fans of Knight Rider, exciting news. This is you, Nigel. A class. Uh, a car has helped to solve a string of race hate crimes in Springfield, Massachusetts.
3: This sounds like a weird film. I have not heard of it. Does this. this sounds fun.
1: <laughs> for criminals and people with concerns about privacy and surveillance... Bad news. The car in question was a Tesla. Uh, They have this sentry mode feature, which uses uh, external cameras to detect perceived threats. So in December 2020, several fires had been set at Martin Luther King Jr. Community Presbyterian Church and a series of car tire slashings had occurred in the vicinity. A suspect was finally caught by the authorities when uh, a Tesla had its car tire slashed <laughs> and it used the external cameras to, Identify to finger who the
0: it? suspect essentially. Brilliant. Nate Industries. I would have put it uh,
2: you know, a Tesla finger in the suspect is not a way I would have put it.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so the suspect 44 year old Dushko Vilkev.
3: That's a quernium. He, he is a douche. Yep. <laughs>
1: had uh, had slashed the tires of the Tesla and then later returned to try and steal the wheels, which was all caught on camera.
3: That sounds a bit counterintuitive, yeah. but worth more with the tires on, you'd imagine. <laughs> so what you're telling me is the power are going to be spraying Teslas out on
0: the walls very yeah. shortly. <laughs> D- just one thing hate, I hate is people that slash tires. That's just such a pussy thing to do. It is, I. Just, yep. Yeah. There's that and run the key up a car. Oh, darn.
3: Yeah, uh, th- that's actually something like I... Uh, Sometimes I get angry, as people that know me might know. I couldn't do that in somebody's car. I would go and beat the shit out of them before I, like, I just couldn't do it. It's such a cowardly thing to do.
1: I would say I'd rather somebody came and punched me in the face
0: than did anything to my car. Like, there was an incident in Cumber probably a good five or six years ago. There's a bus shelter just opposite one of the, the housing estates. And later transpired that there'd been ones coming from Newton Ards. For a night out in Cumber, and before we got on the bus, they just ran up 15 cars right up it, just right the whole way along with all the hoods. That's houses a scumbag defunders. move.
2: We used to, I used to work in the print many, many years ago. I was, uh, we used to have these, um, like pencils called China graph, yeah, pencils and ba- basically crayons, and you only had white or black, and that was it. But if you got a China graph pencil and you like the the boss's car you'd like if you was feeling like a wind up on a friday <laughs> afternoon yeah. you'd get the china graph pencil which just wiped off yeah. and you'd just run it up the, the side of the door okay, like and it key. just completely looked like somebody had somebody had brutally keyed your <laughs> yeah. car and the amount of freak outs you did from the car park <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: i like that that's that's fun that's a bit of crack i actually seen we drove past the school the other day and which I'm allowed to do, and <laughs>
4: just no, before, just no before no we no. get in there with anybody,
3: and uh, there was kids out like cling filming each other's cars and post it notes and stuff over it. I was like, that's that's good because I remember back in our day, guys were like throwing fucking eggs and everything over your cars, and that's that's not funny. Kids were cling filming other things back then, weren't they? They were, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember cling filming my cousin to a lamppost when he was naked one night for his stag do. That was another nice, good thing. Adam
0: stag do at the end of yeah, that. I sentence, to, yeah, there. I had to, Did I you had give him swissing? a straw to breathe for... <laughs> No, he didn't deserve you, it. You're talking about last days of school. That just reminded me. I used to go to Grosvenor there in East Belfast, and there used to be a big outside the sixth form centre. There was a big re- uh, sort of slope of grass. Uh-huh. So two weeks before the last day of school, some of the sixth formers had went and got a knapsack sprayer, a weed killer,
4: <laughs>
0: and it was Ken Reed is the headmaster uh-huh. they had spelled out Ken Reed as a wanker in the weed killer in, the, in, in the grass. grass fantastic <laughs> <we're> just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's good that's what good. was your harmless
2: one were you driving at school yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I think that's why i done so badly
2: <laughs> school car go the what What was your first
0: school car Mark 1 Fiesta Corsa B
1: Nova
2: my brown Mark 3 Escort 1.3L Oh, yeah. That is seventies
3: vibe.
2: thirteen hundred CVH that smoked like Billy
0: You just rolled right nah. in the face. Back I in knew the- I was going places. That's a proper car. <laughs> <laughs> I think we went off your point a wee bit there, Lee.
1: Yeah, so
4: I'll I'll go
1: back to my story. <laughs> I'm so, gonna stop buying in now. <laughs> uh, so much has been said and written lately about in-car monitoring systems and the privacy implications of all this kind of thing. Um, a recent analysis published by Consumer Reports said the way Tesla is using cameras underscores the need for stronger rules to protect consumer safety and privacy, and that Tesla differed from other automated automakers because of the more intensive way that they collect and store data. Tesla cars were actually recently partially banned in China after the government decided that the surveillance systems made them a threat to national security. But whatever you think of the, the privacy and that kind of thing, more and more vehicles are being fitted with this kind of technology. So it's unlikely that this will be
3: the last time that a car so, solves a crime, if you like. It's back into the same thing, though, as well. You can't move anymore without CCTV, especially in a built-up area. So what what's the difference? Or dash cams, you, you bring yeah. it into that. I, I understand the privacy thing, but, I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Like your phone. You know,
0: I'm sure your phone's listening to you and recording. Oh,
3: yeah, oh, definitely.
2: I just don't care anymore. No, I, no, I just not I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, like, I'm never going to get rid of this. This technology is only going to keep growing. Yeah. And yeah, I could sit here and think, oh, what about my rights? Or I'm, I'm being tracked by my phone. I'm being monitored, you know, on every shop, you know, corner or whatever. And you can sit and think, oh, you know, I don't like it. Or you can just say, do you know
1: what? That's the way
2: this it is. Same as it. the news and newspapers. If you don't pay any attention to it, your life's all right.
3: You're exactly like I am. I you don't know? read I the papers. I just do not care. I don't oh, no. watch the news. No. Uh From Lee and I moved in together eight years ago, probably. Now I just my I, I grew up in a household where it was like two newspapers a day. Yep. News Same at be. six. You know.
0: Sure. When lockdown kicked in there in March, we had to stop watching television because it would just it would just absolutely drive you mad watching oh, the it's news. Yeah. You're just sitting there going right. Enough of that. It's like what's an episode of EastEnders. It's just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> have you another news? I have one more. Yeah. Go uh, for it then. Just a quick one that, you know, the VW have released the ID4 and ID3 cars, and they've announced that the GTX models are on their way. Um, this is a strange one for me. Yeah, they announced that the four SUV will be first to wear the GTX badge uh, denoting performance models such as GTI, GTD, etc., etc. All will be four-wheel drive. Dual motor instead of the single motor. Likely to be the same engine that's in the Q4 e-tron. Uh, 295 brake. It'll have chassis upgrades and body kit. It'll have a 75 kilowatt hour battery not the and 6.5 that's not ferocious like for modern day standards no it's no. not really but it's I wonder what an R does probably yeah. something similar isn't it I think the new uh, AR does it in 4 points on uh, it's probably about half the weight as well yeah um, the ID three, I don't think i will have it from what they're saying due to the packaging and the price limitations um, so we'll wait and see not with bated breath obviously but no. you know <laughs> do, we, do we have to rebrand uh, GTI and I as GTX and I now oh dear knows um,
3: it's coming, the rebrand. How uh, can you take a car seriously, an electric car seriously,
2: when it's badged as an oil brand? Yes, that was the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> like a Porsche. Tar- <laughs> Never thought of that. Ca- Castrol <laughs>
0: GTX. Isn't where's your
1: But it's not only that. All the all the Porsches, where they still call the models the turbo model.
0: Oh, yeah. That and came they're out not when people were They're lying. electric. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's basically a trim level now, your turbo. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's, but then mm, Volkswagen have the R-Line. So they've basically... Oh, diluted that. They've diluted the R brand
3: too. But you look at every manufacturer's done the same. You have an ST line Fiesta. Sport. Yeah. yeah B- BMW
0: know. have embraced the fellas that used to stick M badges non-M cars. And they just went, ah, oh, well. <laughs> Let's play along. No thanks.
3: My next bit of news then is, as always, and everybody, I'm sure people are sick of me talking about this. The Fast and the Furious, the new film, Fast 9. Oh my, yeah, Ben's, Ben's fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Ben.
0: Or he's head? But on the table now, sorry.
3: <laughs> Have any of you guys seen the trailer for this? I don't want to. Yes, sadly,
0: was, I think it was half the film, wasn't that, it? The is. trailer.
3: It's a three and a half minute long trailer, and I wanted to kill Many myself. The they end say of it. Family, family, I can't even do it deep <laughs> enough. Is um, <laughs>
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> it?
3: I'm waiting. On. Do you know what it's become? It's, a cameo, it? it's become like the, Remember the Expendables film, where yeah. they just like got everybody into it. So John Cena is in it. And he is now Dom's brother. How do you know? Because Bro- yeah. you can't see him. Exactly. But he wasn't going like this. So he was just waving <laughs> his hand in front of his face. His camo mode turned off. So Dom, who is so much about family that he hasn't mentioned having a brother in eight other films, <laughs> yeah, is, now has a mysterious brother that appears at of somewhere. Um, Han, who was killed off in the third one.
2: Wasn't Han killed off in uh, Force him. Awakens?
3: Also true, yes. <laughs> That's the real Han. That's the real Han. Um, yeah, so he was killed off, what's that, six films ago? He's now back from the dead. Um, Brian O'Connor, played by Paul Walker, who is actually dead, is back as well. So I just don't know what has happened anymore. And I do know how they're doing the Brian O'Connor bit, because they're using his brother and then superimposing his face on it, which is kind of creepy. Mm. Um, I'm glad that he has brothers, because as I said to Lee, I reckon if he didn't, Universal would have bought his body and put it on a stick and used him like a puppet for the
0: rest of this. It's just getting so weird. In the trailer, did I not see the guy from Tokyo Drift Yeah, it? the Diet Han. Yeah, he... Oh, he's, Han. So yeah, I he... thought you were talking about the Japanese fella. Yeah. No. The... Oh, it was Tokyo drift. The young fella gets shipped out to Japan. Y'all gonna Sean? teach
1: me how to drift? Oh, yeah. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I he not see him in the he trailer?
0: Could,
3: he could be. I don't even know anymore. See, it's I- a I'm, shit show.
2: I'm- Quite privileged that I have only ever seen the first ever one. I wish I was like you. Right. The first Summary one's the times, only man. one. Similar times, simple times. <laughs> I have this. I have this issue with the Fast and the Furious because so <laughs> I would say that there is a huge. Now I'm, I'm on thin ice here. I'm a, in, in internet land. I'm on extremely thin ice. Yeah. Right that. You would. It would be said that if you are not in Fast and the Furious, then you can't really call yourself a car guy. It probably yeah. is said. I, I don't think, agree. Uh, this is a this is a big deal, yeah. and
0: I, I I get it,
2: but at the same time, it just makes my teeth itch. Yeah. I just can't watch it. Yeah, I it's
0: don't just- understand what annoy you about it. Would be the. 75 gear changes you have quarter mile racing was it the danger to manifold scene the wrong dialogue wrong parts <laughs> named as things
3: <laughs> the, the acting the, in general the 20 minute long drag races as a man who likes a good
0: drag race the fact, <laughs> the, film, the, fact the film was terrible I don't, I don't get what the was wrong yeah, yeah but it
1: has
2: sort of it snowballed into a not. it's, it's not just cult film. it's not no. cult anymore it is it's know, a it's, phenomenon it's a phenomenon yeah completely and I, I get it in that respect, but for me, because I'm just old, it, you know, an old guy just watching this film, it's like, you know, no, nah, I, I can't be doing <laughs> this. It's just not me, you know. But
0: I still love cars. There's, I, there's so many better modern films Cop out series. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: dude, where's my car?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Actually, yeah.
4: How did we not
2: have
3: in that, that yeah. in our <laughs> top film podcast? And again, Harry picture youth. <laughs> Yeah, No, it's just, it's
0: a film series that... They have
2: seen the franchise, are not they? Uh,
0: yeah, all they're doing is milking it. It's just yep. money. But I think after the third or fourth one, Dom, or sorry, Vin Diesel, he became franchise owner Yeah, something. he's like he's like a
3: producer, I think, of it, and has like, rights into it. Sure, The Rock's not in this one now because they don't get on. That's right. So he's out of it. And they actually had to have like choreographed fights where it was like... Their agents were setting them up to say, "Right, well, he's won this fight, so he has to win the next one, and he has hit him six times, so he needs to hit him six times, and it has to be all even." I'll it is up. like children. Yeah, Ben's face says it all. <laughs> Ben's just chinned out. <laughs> it's uh, it's incredible. So, I would say this will be the well Hobbs and Shaw was spin off, but I didn't see there. But I'd say this is the first one that I won't be seeing.
1: Do we do we have to give
2: this any more airtime? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> winding
3: her up. <laughs> Lee?
1: Uh, The Mitsubishi Motors Heritage Fleet auction that I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago Yes, is entering its final week this week before the hammer falls. So for those who haven't heard the previous episode, Mitsubishi are basically pulling out of the UK altogether. So they've decided they're selling off all their buildings, headquarters, whatever, dealerships, all this kind of stuff. But the most exciting news for us is that they're auctioning off their Heritage Fleet, which includes some very rare low mileage examples of... Mitsubishi's throughout the years, so unsurprisingly, the Tommy Mac Evo is the most sought-after car in the collection. Um, current bid is at seventy-eight grand. Nice. After a flurry of early bidding. How old were
0: they new? Do you remember? I
3: wouldn't have a clue. At a guess, thirty.
0: I would have guessed 30. 35, 40, nah, I around that. Yeah, what, what year would they have been released? One, two, something like that. No?
3: Ooh, late nineties. I in want to 90s. say, yeah. I could be well I, wrong. I that. couldn't
0: date it. Evos, like I have no, no. clue. Some would be screwed. Uh, nah,
2: it, it would have been probably
0: thirty. Uh thirty grand or yeah. so with that age. I remember a Subaru twenty B twenty two B when they were released, I think they were forty something, mm. which was ridiculous money yeah. back then. Yeah. And that so Mackin's probably something. 30-ish. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So the auction winds up this coming
3: Friday, I think. Friday,
1: is it? April thirtieth. The Tommy Mackinnon is expected to reach a world record price. Um, They haven't said what that is, but you got to imagine a lot. Um, There's another Evo 9, the one I said before, that has all the letters and numbers.
4: Yep. MRFQ360.
1: It's not far behind, currently sitting at 59k. And they reckon could also potentially top the record 99k that was previously paid for an Evo 9 in the US in 2017.
3: The money these things are
2: making. Is those... that a UK Evo 9?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Like- so that will dissolve between the point where it gets from the heritage collection to the next owner's house. Yes, probably. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's probably half melted like an ice cream at the minute. You better not drive there during winter when the roads are salted. They're <laughs> so bad.
2: Free and brush. They're bad.
1: <laughs> so, if you're interested, you can pop on over to register and bid at Auto auction.co.uk
3: I think did I'll you write that down? One. Okay, Bill. Must, <laughs> yeah,
2: must swerve that.
3: <laughs> cool. I'm done for news. So am I. And I have one more. Okay.
1: Um, Okay. Big, obviously, international story from the last few weeks. Uh, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, passed oh, away that's right. Yes, uh, at the age of 99. Um, so for car enthusiasts, probably the most interesting thing about this was the modified Land Rover Defender that he used, uh, that was used as the hearse for his funeral.
3: This thing was cool.
1: So it was actually designed by the Duke himself in collaboration with Land Rover Um. They started working on the design back in 2003 when he turned 82 because he must have thought... Just in case. Probably have (laughs) not long left now. And he he managed to stretch it out quite impressively.
3: Much like the Land Rover.
1: Um, Requests included repainting from the original Belize green to dark bronze green, which is a colour used in military Land Rovers. Um, He also designed the open top rear section where the coffin was going to sit. It had matching green wheel hubs, black front grille... Single cab and no registration plates The Duke had used Landover's Throughout his life and career in the military And he granted his royal warrant To the to Landover more than 40 years ago The Defender was built At Landover's factory in Solihull And the Duke oversaw the modification For several years Making the final adjustments to the plan in 2019 The year that he turned 98
3: Again just in case
4: <laughs>
1: It was cool. It was like an. Did you see it? In the, yeah. Like it was an extended properly back cool. and all, on yeah. it.
2: it was. It was class. I was more disappointed though that he wasn't. He, he didn't get to the magic 100 and get a letter. from yeah. you know, a that's what from I said. Someone was told I mean, about I'm, that
3: in the radio. Actually, I I wanted to know. Like obviously, he lives with her. Was like, was she going to just walk into the bedroom, drop it into the bed, like there you go? The, the nothing then, or, in
0: Tesco's. Yeah, <laughs>
3: or was it coming in the post? That's what I was curious. But a right? Imagine
2: just doing that well in life that you can say, do you know what, I'm going to... Build me sp- that. spoke built, build, build yep. my own yeah. hearse, you know. Yeah. But that was a cool, cool... I don't like
0: Land Rovers. Have not driven one? Yes. They're yeah. awful.
2: Like, we, it's the worst driving thing yeah. on the planet. I'm so, I, so glad to hear I learned
0: that. to drive in Land Rover. They're it's terrible. terrible. It's and like, a TD 5 I've maybe. actually
2: driven tractors Yeah, that drive nicer. Yeah. And oh, I don't I have driven a more sort of modern Defender or anything like that. I'm talking like Series 2, something like that, but... Man, I remember driving one, having all this sort of anticipation and excitement. This is going to be so cool. And I nearly shattered my spine. Yeah. It's horrible.
0: (laughs) The driver's door is in your right arm. The handbrake handle is in your left leg. Until recently, you were basically driving a car that was designed in the 40s. It's
3: like you were put in a car and then it was crushed around you. That's kind of what (laughs) it's like.
0: Yeah. It's so bad. You can not put your arm anywhere. You are just sort of... The natural it's... driving
3: position for me was to wind the window down, and your arm fell out the window naturally. Like you know, you weren't yeah. hanging your arm out; it was just where it was. Right turn, close, just ready. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs>
0: exactly. Just ready for instance, sham hand, uh,
4: yeah. And it was
3: just so bad, and I laugh at the, the Americans go mad for them. Like, oh, I'd love to import one. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. No, no you wouldn't. You really wouldn't. would no, not don't do it. Well, I hope he got a comfortable send off. Well, he probably didn't. If he was in a Land Rover, to be really? fair. They would have the air suspension in the back of it or that, something.
0: That lander was—it was so stunning. cool, so yeah, it was, cool. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah I like it, and I
2: love the wider. It's still got
3: all the, the rivet marks River down the yep.
2: body, you know. It was Although it was coach built, it was just yeah. done
3: right, you know. Yeah, it was done in the Landover style. like it Yeah, wasn't you, can, it up.
2: you can just imagine people at home who are sort of into straight body work and all that, going, oh, look at all the things. And yeah. like, no, that's not what it's no, about. No, that's, that's how it's meant to be. And it was just done to perfection. It yeah. was
3: so cool. Because, yeah, as much as I don't like Landovers, I love the look of them. Yeah. I think they're great. Like, if I was a millionaire, I would buy one. Just look at it and be like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." But someone else can drive it. Ben can come around and drive it.
0: You're all right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's not for me. As
0: a p as a PR dream for Land Rover, like oh, two. big time, big yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, major win. Okay. Cool. That wraps up the news then, and uh, all left to do is. Do you want to do-,
1: do your? Comparison to that?
3: Oh yeah, well actually, just before we head on, put it in th- reverse again. Sorry, it about. was uh, <laughs> on the same day that Prince Philip died. DMX died. That's right. And he was it yesterday. He also
1: Lee? had quite a custom vehicle for his funeral. I so did he not a, hear this at all. He had
3: a bright red coffin in the back of a monster truck, which brought his coffin through New York while like a parade of motorbikes and pods no and stuff come through behind him. Have seen this? Was the last night? was last him?
1: night,
0: yeah. Did that's not get airtime because of Duke Edmure thing?
3: Well, that, the first thing I thought was when he died, when, when Prince Philip died, was God love anybody else who dies in this day because they'll never be got. And then DMX died, and I was like, mm, he's giving him a run for his money. They're bound to know him but the pickup or sorry the monster truck like this thing there's a guy on a motorbike like a sports bike beside it and his helmet is below the top of the tower of the monster truck that's how big this thing was I reckon they winced the Winston coffin onto the top of it it was ridiculous standard American fashion you know but yeah it was pretty cool
1: yeah it was it was a cool scene and the people were just walking behind like chanting his yeah like lines songs, the songs and stuff. And it was it was pretty cool
0: <laughs> different kind of funeral together Very, yeah. yeah it wasn't a somber I would say <laughs> Uh, have you any youtube i have absolutely no youtube i've no. just had no time yeah
3: i am i i have one youtube and it's actually somebody i've kind of slept on for a while and it's jimmy oaks guy yep. from connecticut Real in good. america yep. does some absolutely fantastic stuff i was actually in the revival podcast Lovely
0: detailed builds yeah that's what i love about this stuff.
3: a lot of the youtube stuff gets shit on because like it's just thrown together and it's a bit like the Instagram builds, you know. Looks we good dro- we'll drop it
0: off here. We'll drop, pick it up. Jimmy yep. builds his cars.
3: He builds his cars. One of his best friends, Brian, is like a painter. Yeah, a painter. He's also a master tech in frames and like unibody stuff. So like what we would have. So he's doing a lot of the modifications. They took a 97 Civic Coupe and yep. basically converted to rear wheel drive, full S13 running gear. They in their S13s and Sylvia's, they got a KA24, which is a 2.4 non turbo. No one wants them, so he bought one, put it into it, slap the turbo onto it. But everything is done like, like when they put the seam sealer and all back onto it, it's, it's it's brushed on like the factory would have had it. And that's what he said. He says, like, a lot of our bays we do is like stuff like I would do, you know, tidy everything taped off. He's like, No, I want this thing you open the bonnet to look like Honda built it, and it's just so nice. Um it's like 10 to 15 minute videos, you're not sitting down having to watch big long episodes, as much as I like um, what do you call it with a mini, Bad Obsession Motorsport Project Binky, to sit down for an hour is a kind of a commitment to sit and watch something this you can throw them on, if you fancy another one you can do it.
0: Generally 20 20 minute videos.
3: Yeah, and he has loads of stuff, a lot heavily Jap influenced but putting but random there is, engines into it. There is
0: it. a bit of EW background with them guys.
3: Yeah, uh, Brian, his mate, has the yeah. 20-volve Mark II. Um, but they, they have a 300ZX that he put an LS into. Yes, yeah. And then I think they have a 300ZX. He put something, another Jap engine and into it. black and a red one. I don't know yeah. what they're that on. But just seeing, seems there seems to be no rules. It's just like, well, we'll do this. But everything is just done so well. And it shows you how to do it and why they're doing it. As opposed to just oh, uh, kick that together. Like remember that kid that built the Lambo with an external roll cage on it. And- oh I, god! I oh, it. oh, that is just. It just sounds delicious, doesn't it? No, it's,
2: <laughs> I've, I actually saw that. I think it was on DDE or something yeah, like that. And I was like, Oh my
3: god! What, what is going on with this thing?
2: What is, no, what is going on with the world?
3: Yeah. You know true. What,
2: how do we live in a world where a kid like yeah. you know has that much money to build a, a roll cage around <laughs> a decent car. Just, then, like, for the gram, just don't for the ground, just don't for the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all it's about. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started.
0: Lovely. Just, yeah. just, just on, Jimmy Oaks, I've been watching YouTube probably regularly for about three years now. There's so many modern channels, and they get a following, and then they get big, and they, they depart from what they actually they kind are, of change direction. and they get too big. Jimmy sort of kept the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you I said, go back three or four years ago, he's doing that same stuff just in a lesser budget. Yeah, if I, me. as I said,
3: if I was a millionaire, I'd still be building stupid Mark III golfs. You know, it it would not interest me to buy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'd do something absolutely stupid or be in America once a week. You know, just nip over and see yeah. the guys, kind of thing. But like car-wise and how I would live, I'd still live in the same house, you know. You love what you love. That's all lies. It is, no. I, <laughs> it's, uh, I was going to say money's not my master. It allows me to do a lot of fun and things. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not, you know, my goal in life is not to be a millionaire and drive a Lamborghini. I just, nope, there's the headphones there you go off.
2: the headphones. I actually, that is uh, pretty much... You Me, yeah, yeah. to a T. I've never had a poster of a Ferrari or a Lamborghini nope. on, on the wall when I was a kid. Sam Fox, probably, but, yeah. you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, all um, the Max but I just, <laughs> I
2: never aspired to be. That was the same. That I, think sort I,
0: of way. I think I had a poster from the Ulster Motor Show of an RS200. That's the only sort of no, car. A, that's, that's allowed.
3: Yeah, because that that that's is, an everyday yeah, the, yeah, supercar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a man's car. I yeah.
1: an <laughs> R- R34 GTR. From the Fast and the Furious. Again, yes. Was it? Oh,
2: was it? What Bayside Blue or whatever it is? The, no, silver, the silver one. With oh, the silver blue one. graphics oh, You see, seen the see, that's my not Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, I didn't get fast well, the, the first, first, first one. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, don't worry. It's it's not a Bayside Blue one. It's not as nice. <laughs> I love
1: R thirty fours.
3: Lovely car. They are and such a cool. They so well. They're yeah,
1: they're my favorite of they're, them yeah, all,
2: without question. They're, and, they're so cool.
3: They're a car that looks like it was built ten years ago, but they were built twenty years ago, maybe more. No, I, I'm a big fan of those. The Jap stuff's so nice. I Again, I think that's if I was a lottery winner, that would allow me to dip into the Jap stuff, but I have no desire to do it over the Volkswagen stuff, if that makes sense, you know, but it would allow you to kind of... Sample the cheese ball to the Yeah, life.
4: exactly. Yeah,
3: that's a good way to put <laughs> it. Well put, ben. You should be on more often. Do you want to do this?
4: <laughs> so, yeah. you retainer, Ben. For,
3: for once, Nigel has no YouTube. I have. It's
0: a topsy-turvy world. Cool. so there we go okay folks that is the news and we'll move into our guest for the day so over to, over to you Conor. i'm not be moving into him if you want to you walk away <laughs> You, <laughs> you might can have have me whichever way you like know, mate it's
3: not a or problem. <laughs> so uh yeah as we said at the top of the show we have our friend ben lawrence on ben is an english man in ireland and is not out of place because how long are you here 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. And I I probably knew you over half of that, actually. Yeah. Yep. and Probably more. But yeah, probably more. Back when I was in Halfords and you used to come that's in on right. the Beatle. Yeah. And, no, I just... Like, I would say a lot of people knew you for different reasons, whether it's <laughs> air-cooled, drag racing, uh, slobbering people on the internet. You know, who knows? <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not You're not the worst.
0: No. Say it as your, you see it, Ben.
3: Yeah. Sometimes it has to be said, yeah. though. But that's it. So... As always, and the best way to do it, we'll start in the early days. You're Essex boy? I'm an Essex boy. Which yeah. means We've all got across the
0: bear. Fast forwards. I thought you were just gonna pull your sleeve up there for a Ford tattoo or something. Not yet, No, that's that's around the
2: back <laughs> there. <then>. The <laughs> <startup. laughs> uh yeah, Essex boy, uh, originally from just outside Romford. Um my dad uh was a toolmaker for Ford's Stagnant oh. Plant.
3: Proper Ford in the blood, proper
2: then? Ford guy. Um, so I've got good memories of uh, a certain blue Mark III Cortina. Very nice. We were forever taking the cylinder right, cylinder head off it. It was a <laughs> it was based the sixteen hundred L, but it was a two liter Pinto Oh, he, he, he had in it, and we were forever in the shed working on the cylinder head. Just me and my dad. It was out on. We lived in on a council estate, uh, just on a hill, and it was forever on. Uh, ramps. This is the ultimate Ford
3: scene, isn't it? Like in the, this.
2: Yeah, and it's. I, I think sort of uh, just spannering with my dad. Yep. Kind of just it lit the fuse when I was really young, yep. that I actually wanted to work on cars and love. You know I had a, a, a good passion with cars, and actually,
3: here we go. I
2: bought a mascot today.
3: Oh, <laughs> what
2: a <forgot>. surprise! <laughs> You see that snippy
3: snippy what have we got
2: that is uh my dad's brother, my uncle. now mm-hmm. he was my hero, he was a legend, and my uncle used to uh run us about when we were kids, and I never forget the day he picked us up in a what was it, it as a mark one or was it a mark two no, it was a mark two. White Capri uh-huh. with the Wabasto sunroof in it. Yes. And me and my brother are just standing word. on the back seats. Uh, well, there weren't much of a back seat, it was yeah. more of a bench, but we were standing in the back with our heads out the sunroof, flying up and down, you know, <laughs> the estate. <laughs> and. It was just it, it was just all those car memories were brilliant. And when my uh, this actual Joe Cool, it's, it's if anyone's listen, listening, it's a yellow car. It says Joe Cool on the front, and it was an, actually an air freshener uh-huh. out of my uncle's Bedford H A van. Uh-huh. And when he passed away, my dad said, "Is there anything you want?" Right. And I said, "Yeah, I want the air freshener out of his van." Now this was this was thirty odd years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh And I've always treasured this this little thing. And it's always been part of me. It reminds me of the good times with my uncle. And uh, so, yeah, we've always done cars. And I remember saying to my dad that, um, you know, I want to do something with cars when I'm old enough and leave school and that. And my dad knew the environment that (laughs) uh, Ford's was. My -hmm. dad was actually a shop uh, shop steward there for a short while. had a lot of dealings with you know, uh, public relations within the uh-huh. and, you know, with the unions and stuff. And that will be a, I'll, I would like to tell his story, uh, when my mum, uh, is no longer about cause she's still getting his pension, oh, <laughs> right. but there is a story now about if the other want, side of Fords. If you
3: want a platform we are are yeah. people. We'll and, do.
2: uh, you know, did you ever see the film about the, uh, seamstresses? I think Bob Hoskins was in it. No. Um, it was about the women who were...
1: Uh, it was called Maiden Dagnum or something, wasn't Yeah, it? yeah. something
2: like that. And mm. it was basically the women wanted to be on the same money as the men. Uh-huh. And they made a film about it. And it was, uh, uh, you know, it was a popular film. Mm. But there are other stories that come out of big corporations, yeah. I'm not just saying Fords, but yeah. my dad's story um, was a really sad and yet yeah, interesting one, um, from back in the days when, uh, through the unions, were striking in the 80s. So one day I will tell that story, because I think it's a really important story to tell. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my dad turned around and said, no, you're not going to work for Fords, no way. And so in the end, I went to college, and my dad second ever motor transport my first car was a 1600L Escort blue one TL434X my uncle gave it to me and my brother before he died (laughs) and uh, then we got the brown one because my brother decided to play Harry Vattenen (laughs) in the snow (laughs) up up the end of the road and just completely smashed the rear end of bits scudded plan. no it did not (laughs) and uh, then my, my very first car of my own was a nineteen seventy two bay window camper.
3: Ah, that's where this comes in then. And
2: that's what then it all just spiraled out of control from there.
3: Very good. So was there was there a desire for Fords? Did you like the Fords or was it a case of just it happened to be a circumstance that your people uh, had Fords kind of thing?
2: Yeah, I mean it was more circumstance. I think if my dad was working for Vauxhall or You, you probably know, would have been uh, it probably be, the be, would Griffins? have been uh, yeah I mean it's just that's just the way it was back then. But uh, all my friends um all worked at Dagnam Plant. They all got apprenticeships um, and went to Dagnam Plant, so everybody was knocking around in falls. Mm. I mean, bearing in mind, we were 17, 18, and they had XR2s, 3 eyes, and I had a 1972 Bay Window camper, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Doing your own thing. Yeah, and it was, I, I always sort of aspired to get a, a hot hatch and, and that, but it never, it just never happened, and I just sort of, it just passed me by. Uh-huh. And, then everybody ended up in Cosworth, some faster stuff. And again, it just passed me by. I wasn't really... The golden era of Ford, really? Uh, yeah, it was. It, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, depends how, it depends on your age, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the golden era could have been for somebody a Mark 1 oh. or a Mark 2. Um, oh, well, true. Yeah, that's right. You know, and then for others who are later on,
0: um, the front wheel drive stuff. End of the focuses. Yeah. yeah that you kind know, of Series
2: thing. 1 RS Turbo, stuff yeah. like
0: that. But I think, I think the Cosworth is just a crazy period in Fords, you know. It brought out this. Was Sierra. that new technology with the turbo and things yeah. like that? Yeah, it's a weird one
2: because if you ever go and drive a, a a Cosi now or a Calibra turbo or anything that had a two liter turbo in it from back in the, the sort of mid to late eighties, early nineties,
3: they ain't fast. No, but
1: they're not. not and I had this
3: discussion with Steph and her friend last night about um, what was it like Civic Type R's? We're talking about. Then we went back a bit into the Cosworths and yep. stuff and like two hundred horsepower. I think that's a family car now, you know, yep. especially and you are not even looking at America where everything is big horsepower. It's here in the UK and Ireland, it's just, you know, you get a
1: you go and buy a diesel estate, It's yeah. two hundred horsepower, yep. like
3: and you, you right re, out of the block, remap it and it'll instantly be quicker. Like you know, it's 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 hard to do that. That's called progress. It is, yeah. I
0: don't yeah. like progress. No,
3: don't <laughs> <laughs> like change round here. No,
0: we don't. <laughs> I always compare. Like I used to daily drive Mark Two Eight Valve GTI and they're one fifteen out of the factory. Yeah. And then I got a Mark V GTI, which are, say, 200 out of the factory. Uh-huh. And the comparison is, it's progress, you say, but the Mark II was, I think, its curve weight was 900 kilograms. It yeah. a Mark yeah. V. So it's all comparable. That's yeah. the trade-off, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: you're into your air stuff then? You're
3: into
2: Always the... been into miracles.
3: And did you go into, like, building, like, slamming them that kind of thing or was it just more a standard thing you were doing with uh, them no I was, I was never into standard ah that's good
2: no never into the standard the was a funny old thing because it's one of those cars that you either love them or hate them uh-huh. right for it for, for the public in general right there's no there's never any in between uh uh-huh. and I don't think there's a lot of cars that fit that love or hate yeah you know there's a lot you know most of the stuff out there you can be a bit you know about them but you can't, you know, one hundred percent say I absolutely hate them cars, you know. I but think the vehicle. only other
3: one that goes like the gap for me is maybe the mini because I yeah. hate I hate minis. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a personal thing. Lexus. Oh, no, don't start from the Lexus.
2: <laughs> trigger here that's, so that's, that's one of my top pet hates.
0: Lexus. But we'll come back to they that later. Are, we'll, we'll they they are the new twin not don't, don't, even, don't
2: even start me. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go back
4: to,
0: we'll cover that one later.
2: Um, so, yeah, I, my first ever Beatle, I think I had the Bay Window probably for about a year, did the first Bug Jam in it, and I can't for the life of me remember whether it was... 1990 or 1991 was the first bug jam we did, and we just loaded all my mates into it. Away we went, and I'd never heard of bug jam until I don't know someone told me about it, and we thought, Right, let's do it. Is bug and, jam an English show? Yeah. yeah, and that transformed everything for just me. But your that, mind. that wasn't just about the the vehicles, yeah. that was like a whole new thing like a you culture, know? and you've just it's found just us. Yeah. It was back then, it was just a rave. With drag racing uh, and cars, and b- bizarrely, it was always hot and sunny. <laughs> back then, like we well. am just gonna t- I'm just going <laughs> to take my roast hints off here. But it was, it was always hot, roasting hot and sunny. And, but for me, like, you couldn't go to anything back then that had, say, you owned a Mark III Escort or a twin cam or anything like that, back Uh in that period, there was nothing dedicated like that. Like Like brand specific? Brand specific. Yeah. Outside of an owner's club, mate. You know? When, when did Bug Jam start? 1980. Oh, see, everyone who listens to go. this, who is the aficionado on the history of this, is going to absolutely slate me. <laughs> You're
3: probably our only article, so don't did,
2: worry. You know, every, there, there's this whole sort of, uh, what's the word, urban myth That you you went to the first Bug Jam. Ah, yes. And it's, you know, most of it is bull because, like, (laughs) 99% of us didn't go to the first Bug Jam. We weren't there. And I don't think it was called Bug Jam at first, but it was either 1987 or 88, Mm -hmm. the first
3: one. Is it still running today? Yeah. That's cool. That's that's some year for
2: sure. Is it the longest VW action? Maybe. The longest running show because that was actually at Stoneley. Oh, it's been all over, but
0: uh, so much one of the don't two? Don't like.
2: quote me on that. I've, I've never been into the detail. Uh-huh. Is know? that one of
0: Brian's shows? No? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But it, it used to be owned by somebody else. Then Brian took it right. over, and then I don't know. I don't know whether Brian's still running it or the pod run it now. I think right. Brian may still be running it, but I think it's on this
0: year. So I think I've seen a yeah, yeah
2: but maybe I'll take a spin over in the Beetle. <laughs> don't know we'll see we'll see it's, uh, I've, I, got more, I've got more important things yeah, on in <laughs> no not at the minute not at the minute so I, I need hasn't. to get over and see my mum yeah, huh? you know good excuse tie it all in well that's true but um, <laughs> she'll have a load of gardening for me ah. you welcome know? <laughs> home Ben. let yeah, me get you to the garden <laughs> this is it there'll be a load of jobs bless her um uh, so yeah Bug jam just changed my life and are you go seeing
3: everything like slam modified stuff that you maybe haven't seen before Yeah, or is-
2: and it's it was all back in the day di- back in that period everything was pastel colors like yeah. the my car now mm. it uh-huh. was all pastels uh all Chrome. Um, a lot of people sort of would. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They would snub the the original sort of UK cow look scene. It's uh-huh. uh, dubbed as back to '89 now. The back to '89 look. I don't necessarily prescribe to all these pigeonholes. They yeah. don't bother. They don't bother me. I'm not into all that. But um, you've got traditional cow look, which is from America, and you know people get hung up about whether it should have trim whether it shouldn't have trim and all this bullshit yeah i let you say <laughs> I, I promised me mum i wouldn't swear on the radio <laughs> <laughs> and uh i can't be i can't be bothered with all that i think like there, there are periods within any car scene where um the style changes yeah. and moves on and that was just one particular you know period yeah, fierce, yeah. And uh, I, I actually look back with with the fondest memories of that. Um, I think it was a lot simpler, you know, because you were buying cars cheap, yeah, and you were
0: making them individual cheaply. But I think back then too, there wasn't companies. You have a plethora of online companies. You have a plethora of builders now, whereas yeah. back then you had to do it or your friend had to help you do it. You know, it yep. wasn't that big network. Of-
2: no, I mean, there were there were a couple of small companies that were importing parts from America. And, you know, even just this is going back before I had a mobile phone, Yeah. let alone the internet, yep. I mean, all of that stuff. So the anticipation, you know, you'd pick up a copy of Volkswagen, you'd look at the show calendar when the dates were on, and the anticipation was uh, what phenomenal. Are you gonna, what are you going to see? Unless this is what I think we miss now. Yeah. Because you see the cars before they're at the show. Yeah. You see the, the drag cars being built. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that it's...
0: The joy of coming up the car to show and going, oh, look, he's done this, he's being, done that.
2: being yeah. genuinely blown yeah. away by something. And, and the anticipation. I don't think, you know, we live in a, a, an era where you can build anticipation anymore. No
0: no a sense of gratification, gratification. Yeah. yeah
2: you know you, so you're, you're, you're your not, tension
0: span's down and you're, you're,
2: you're not geared up for a show because you've been bombarded uh, don't take this the wrong way boys you know and girls <laughs> and uh, because you've been bombarded by adver- advertisement yeah. Yeah. you know on a daily basis about what car shows coming this show this show you know and I, I think that back in the day it was it was so much simpler and you you, you was you were more excited
0: I think that's why we enjoy going to like you guys are in America yeah one of the shows that blew me away I've said this several times is a police show I went to with a few friends called Vag Event that was 2013 it took us so long going around the show because the quality of the cars was fantastic but you'd never seen the car before you know, yeah. you had that yeah. bombardment of images, the build, mm. the build. So then you had to go around the car and look at the details and explore and it.
3: It's It's exciting. You know, you, you're walking around going like, oh, that's amazing. That's my car of the show. And then yep. three steps later, you're like, oh, no, that's my car yep. of the show. You know.
2: Yeah. And yep. I don't mean it in a like a derogatory way. It, it is to, what it is. Because yeah. this is the, the current period yep. we have to live in. And I appreciate that mm. you can be a dinosaur and be well and truly stuck in your past roots with. Yep car stuff and life but ultimately life moves on and it, it, it'll it pass you by if you don't yeah. move with it and so I kind of look at the future and you know how things are and I think you just have to choose what you take out of it yeah, rather I'm- than getting consumed by it you can say right you know you, you can know where to draw a line yourself and say right, well, I don't really need to hear any more about that I'll wait to the next thing yeah.
3: or, or whatever you know you can tune out or do what it's, you're doing with your Beetle as in pick and choose from the different styles and do what you want yep. and it, like we, we 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 said that before like I personally have attacked a lot of the, the felt speakers, you know but I mean at the end of the day if it's your car and you're doing what you want to do that's what that's what it should yep. be and that's what the fun should are be are
2: they any different from when we were growing up as kids no that's, that's the I, way I look at it yeah. much as I uh, much as I wouldn't be into a, a lot of stuff you know yeah. and I, I have to look back every time and say, well, what was I doing when I was a kid?
3: And somebody 20 years older than you yeah. was looking, going, look at that decade. Yeah, exactly. You know? I yeah. mean,
2: people look at me driving that thing now and go, what a twat.
3: Yeah. You know, <laughs> look at him. He's 40-odd
2: years old. What an idiot. You know, what does he, what, he think he looks like? But I didn't build that for, anyway, for me, yeah. you know. So I, I, I don't really sort of, for me, it's not the car's fault. Uh,
3: when you look back at the Feltzbeckers and the Lexus and that, it's not the car's fault. Lee and I attribute personalities to cars. Yeah. I don't think you do it, Nigel, because we name all our cars. And I look at some of the cars and think I feel sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: gone. you've just chinged number four on my pet hate list. Naming cars. <laughs> Naming cars. Oh, oh well, my we all god. Have god! No, I, will, I don't name cars. No. So. I don't have an emotional attachment oh, to cars. Oh, no, we very much Never
0: have. I just call all my cars money pits. Money pits. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a nickname for yeah.
2: ours. <laughs> I just call mine start You bastard. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, uh, Where's Ben? on start, start car bastard? Park.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so uh, when I first met you, then as I said before, I was working in Halfords at the time. Yep. Um, probably robbing people. of all You've their grown kids. up so I much. Have. <laughs> I have. It, blossomed. Uh, blossomed. <laughs> got fatter. Um Yeah, so you were driving the fifty six oval. That's right. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Because I, I know you with that car, but I don't know the history of that car. You know, did you build it? Did you buy it?
4: Right. I know you were very
3: hands on with it.
2: Yeah, that's a uh that's another story in itself, that car. That uh, was an animal. Uh, it was. It nearly killed me so many times that car. Um originally I had before the oval, I had a a twenty one window samba. Um, split screen van unbelievable that's a lot um, of cleaning
3: it's a lot of glass cleaner
2: it's a lot of glass cleaner not as much as a 23 <laughs> true and uh, at the time I was going with I, my actual first date with my missus was in that I picked her up in that and I think she was mortified you know of course <laughs> <laughs> but you know you just have to rock and roll don't yep. you uh, so after a while she was like really fancy a beetle so I was like right I'll get you one I'll find you one um, but I'm not buying a one that needs restored. I'll buy a decent original paint car, mm-hmm. um, and we'll go from there. And we'll try and find something. So I was—I actually put a post on. Uh, I think it was the Samba, um, which is a. Uh, it used to be a forum. Then it turned like there's a. Well, it is still a forum. Yeah. Um, but it had a good I mean, if you wanted to buy anything you know, you out of America, you went to the Samba. Um, it was. Pre Craigslist, you know, yep. and stuff like that, or bring a trailer. So I put an advert on there. This guy get, and I said I wanted a a, a solid car that didn't need any welding. Um, pre six or pre sixty seven, something like that, or pre sixty five, small window car. I can't remember the ad entirely, but this guy from Sweden contacts me and it's a guy called Wolf Powser and he if you if you are into Volkswagen's like beetles and stuff he is the man this is the like, guy honestly like, i don't think he was doing this stuff when i bought the car from him maybe he was doing small uh, a lot smaller scale but he now runs a company called Wolf Parts uh in Sweden and he makes reproduction panels for these cars you know early it. early 50s uh, up f- sort of more the earlier stuff but the quality of the stuff is insane this you is know, proper he guy. presses all the panels in house proper and it's ah oh, just look up Wolf Parts on Facebook or on um, on the internet it's, wonder you
3: do me a few Mark 3 parts <laughs> it's
2: uh, honestly it's unbelievable can you do me a shell?
3: <laughs>
4: <Yep>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he emailed me and said I've got a car here 56 it had been stored since 1973 and I was like hold on a minute it's a 56 it's an oval tick the box tick the box perfect it's been stored since 1973 that was when I was born oh. I was like this is going to happen yep. so do a deal 56 oval including shipping from Chatham uh, from Sweden to Chatham Docks in Kent 1600 quid
3: what <laughs> what, what year was that
2: that was back in two thousand and let me get this right. It's about oh two no, two thousand and one. I would say that is
3: for nothing. Even yeah. if you looked and doubled that price, yep. like that's still oh yeah, like, I
2: mean, double that price would still be nowhere near what you would, you would pay now. Yeah, um, it had a thirty horsepower engine. We it didn't it didn't have any brakes, so we picked it up from the docks and. Uh, I got my missus to take out an AA cover about a week <laughs> before it was going to land. So we got it off the boat. I drove it round out of the docks into like the nearest street that I could find, which was public, parked it there. She rang and said, it's broke down. We then had the recovery guy come out and people were saying to me, look, if it ain't taxed or got plates on it, like they're going to they're gonna tell you to naff off. You uh-huh. know, This guy turns up, he goes, I love these. <laughs> that's, that's the word, that's the word. And and you that's, want to that's, hear. That's, Yeah that was music So he then put it on the flatbed And I was at the time but Working round in Kingston upon Thames And that is a fair trek From Chatham Docks uh, It's basically halfway round the M25 Okay yeah And I said look it's got to go to my workplace um, Give him the address He said yeah no problem So I said, what happened I'm just trying to remember Lynn yeah because Leonard had parked her car around the corner. That's right. So I jump in with him. We go all the way around the M25 with the wife following sort of a few cars back, you know, and uh, get to get to the workplace and spend the next month going through all the brakes, getting it all done, lowering it. And uh, what wheels did I put on it? I can't remember what wheels were on it. Oh, I got some American Wide 5 fooshies. Like oh, you yeah, know the yeah. po- Porsche Fouch? Yep. Where a company called American Eagle made a repro of that wheel, but it was on a wide 5, so 5 by 205 yep. PCD. Um, a lot of people didn't really like them, but I thought they were really cool. I actually got them from Matt Keane originally. And uh, we put them on and just smoked the thing around. Yep. You know? As it you do. Was, it was cool. Then I suppose about a couple of years later, the engine let go. And it just sat parked down my driveway for quite a long time,
3: because this is obviously a car, as you said, like was worth nothing then yep. you know it's not like now you're looking at the beetle and going, "Well, that's worth money, I have to get that going, yeah, it just, no, it lies just up sat
2: down the driveway, and I still had the Samba, so yep. i wasn't any any particular rush to get back on the road. Then I was working for a mate of mine, and uh he owed me some money for some plastering. And I always used to go down to Paul Knight's place, which he was then the uh, the editor of Ultra VW magazine. Uh-huh. And his dad, Bob, had this paint shop and sort of mechanic. Sh- He's actually a printer's right. um, down. It was down no kill in Basildon. Well, so you're getting towards Basildon. We used to spend like every Friday and Saturday sort of, you know, finishing work. We'd go down and see Paul Knight. And uh, they'd always have something interesting going on down there. There was always something. And... Uh, one day I met my mate Paul and we were sitting in uh, the tea, like tea area and uh night he was trying to sell me a 2276 stroker motor. Oh yes, here now, we go. at the time it was two grand for the long block. Okay. So no Shh. carbs on it, nothing. Just... On a car
0: that you get for 1600 quid. Yeah. yeah.
2: But it was still... How long was
0: that after you bought it? Sorry? The engine, how long was that after you got the car? A that... couple of years. A couple of years.
2: Yeah. Um... Two grand for a 2276 was cheap mm-hmm. you know back then it was just, it weren't dear money um and it was brand new so my mate Paul sitting next to me he goes yeah hey, I owe you 800 quid do, do do a deal do a deal you know he's, <laughs> he's always like that my, we call him axel my mate and uh a lot of friends I got he's, he's he uh, hes he shoe-ons Porsche engines in uh, old Type 25 crew cabs. You nice. know, Lovely. You and do? sticks nitrous on them, you know. <laughs> just because it wouldn't He's be He's just enough. a maniac. Um, so, yeah, he gave me 800 quid and it went straight into Paul Knight's hand. <laughs> and that was the 2276 Bolt. And
3: really, from there, from there, it all went out of control from there. Yep. So what, what was the original engine size? Was it a 13 or a 12? hundred thirty 30 horsepower. And up to a 2.3, essentially. Yep. And what? Well, obviously you refined it and refined it. What kind of power were you running at the end? At the end? Well, I sold that engine. Okay, right. That engine, we
2: ran that engine for about two or three years. Um... We actually went to Germany in it. Mm-hmm. lapped the Nürburgring in it. Yes. Um, boiled the brakes so off. Cool. I, it was on drum brakes all round still. Of course. <laughs> 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 I boiled the brakes uh, on corner three, I think it was. Fantastic. And uh, the funny thing was, I remember we turned up at the ring and we still had the roof rack because we were doing a tour of Germany. <laughs> and uh, so we had the roof rack on and all our crap. And... I was like, oh, we've got to get rid of it. I ain't going around the ring with a roof rack on it. No way. <laughs> so we just found the nearest bush in the car park, took everything, like the roof rack <laughs> off everything, just chucked it all in this bush and just hoped it would be there when we got back. <laughs> so we we go up to the barrier. Paid, I just paid for one lap because I, I just wanted to do a lap of the ring. Yep. And you put your card in the machine and the barrier goes up. But as we're driving up, uh-huh. everyone's laughing at us. Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. It's a bit disappointing, you know. I was expecting a bit more friendly atmosphere. And then there was an S3 in front of us at the time. No, behind us. S3 come up behind us. And I put our ticket in. And basically, I just pinned it. <laughs> and that S3 didn't see us for about five or six corners. Until <laughs> I boiled the brakes. and Because it just don't corner that car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but until I boiled the brakes, it just... And then we just tootled round. And then right at the end, we had a TVR... Chimera Mm -hmm. right up our back uh, on the last bend before the straight the last straight and uh, I was like right we'll just give it the four beans all the way to the finish and we were sideways coming out fully lit up coming out the last bend and all you could see was this TVR next to you (laughs) and just kept it pinned out dragged the tvr all the way to the top <laughs> and uh pulled it into the car park next thing the bloke in the tvr comes over all these other crazy guys come over and want to talk about the car yeah and i'm like
3: oh where's the laughter now yeah and uh <laughs> so
2: that was that was good fun and then we got it home then about six months later we moved over here because um, it was 2000 and, oh, i can't remember oh seven i think we moved over here just in time for the recession it was perfect timing. <laughs> we well, bought a
4: house,
3: <laughs>
2: bought a house right at the peak, and oh, uh, within six months it was like worth half. Oh yeah, you know. But a you know what? Story. It's only a loss on paper. So well, well there's no lit, point
3: worrying about these things. It's um, actually one thing. I've always no need to be fairly upbeat, but like listen to this whole and everything you've said us today. It's like how you look at things is incredible because you can look at something that could be an absolute negative, and you're looking at the positive side of it all the time. You can you can uh, chew yourself
2: up, yeah. Like it's been well documented about me and my struggles. Yeah, well that's yeah. Um, you can chew yourself up with the things in life financially, and you know, uh, it's just easy to get caught up and not look at and just look at things. I haven't got this, uh, you know, I I want this. I, uh, you know, life's not panning out the way I want it. Well, do you know what? Life don't pan out for any of us the way we we really want it to. Yeah. But we just have to get up every morning and make sure we, we just put our best foot in and see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I, I, t- I tend, I suppose the last five years has taught me to tend not to just worry so much and mentally take my me foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. You know, and stop beating me because I think we're all our own worst critic.
3: Yeah, well, 100%. You know? And especially this past year, yeah. the pandemics and lockdowns and getting to people. It is, but just I thought it was something interesting to bring up there just because everything you've said is, has been a negative, even though like the house, half the value, you know, <laughs> you look and go, well, it could always be worse kind of thing. It is what it is, isn't yeah. it? You know, we're all still
2: here. And especially, you know, after the last year and a bit, we're all still here and, you know, that's a privilege in itself. That is, yeah. And it's given us all, If I was saying to Nigel there earlier, that if you haven't used this opportunity as a chance to reflect on what, you know, we can all sit here and and bitch and moan, oh, I've not been out to go to a car show. I'm not doing this. I'm not, you know. If you haven't used it as a time to look at what's important in Mm -hmm. your life, then you've wasted that opportunity because it won't be too long before we're all back to it again. Then we'll probably get locked down again, but that's another, you know. <laughs> yep. but, but I think mentally it's been, as is, on society, I think it's been extremely
0: I think we get difficult. caught up in the, the hamster and the wheel syndrome.
4: To you do, it,
2: yeah. So, you can't yeah. see beyond. But that I'll oh, we'll talk about the other Beetle in a minute, but, because that car saved me. That's good, yeah. Well, that's, know, that's interesting. That was a real, it was through the lockdown and that. But going back to the old one, um, we moved over here. I, I still had the same engine in it. Um, started doing, me and Dave Wheatley um, did a drag event, straight liners event. I think we were up at St. Angelo's. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the car would do. And I think it went 13 straight away. <laughs> you know, and I was the, like, bloody hell. Like, the
3: joys of the grip over the back wheels. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: the Beetle's just inherently designed to launch. Yeah. You know, you can go, like with 100 horsepower in a Beetle, you can run 14s all day long. You know, if you've got it set up right, you run 14s Just all day launches. long with That's 100 impressive. horsepower, you know. Uh, so I was doing 13s and got I got caught out, you know. <laughs> it, 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 it sort of was like, right, what's next? Yep. How so do you progress? Sold that engine. Well, we refreshed it because that was a really, like, there were some really special parts in that engine. The crank itself was an original stock 69 mil crank. Okay, that had been welded and offset ground to 82 mil. Right, I
3: didn't even know we could do that.
2: Yeah, and then the the rods in it were a Porsche 356 rod uh-huh. that had been. They actually came from Richie King at Carmen Connection, and uh, Knighty was telling me, "Yeah, hey, you still got that engine because them rods in it are worth about three and a half grand now." Because <laughs> you know, what Porsche, you know, what Porsche people are like, yeah, uh, they're absolutely nuts. You know, another pet hate, you know. Porsche <laughs> Porsches, pe- pe- people uh, who have got a Porsche, well, it can be any car, but it's mainly the Porsche fraternity. You know,
0: a lot of people here They, have to, take, they, the they
2: have to take a picture of themselves, right? Well, not of them, but they have to, have to take a picture of their hand caressing the wheel with like an expensive watch on. And it's like, mate, you've got a clock right in front of you. <laughs> You know? And if you've really made it in life, you get a pair of leather string back driving glasses oh, as well. Oh, you're talking. Now you're talking. You know, I, can't, I can't be dealing with that. We actually did set up a face group, yes, uh, Facebook group called uh, wank, with wank, wank, wank Wheels and Watches. <laughs> and it was That's basically me. a parody of... Uh, of this whole thing, so I think I started it off with a picture of me with the, the beetle um, and a, me, our blue Cassio. You know? <laughs> um, so it, it, put it this way, it didn't it didn't go very far, you know. We didn't, we did. It's a good laugh. You, you either see the funny side of life, or you, you know, if you can't look at yourself and have a bit of a laugh, then what can you know? What yeah. can you do? So that engine got sold. I'm I'm proper waffling here, and I listen. You're going to have to chop this lot out. <laughs> oh, you know? you're good do you know do you guys going to have to put a translator thing on this like, when you put a warning at the
0: start if so they can well. understand me right. you're fine don't worry That's All right. you may need to turn your funny, phone uh, to totally, a translator
2: I will totally go off tangent again because the job I was on the other day this guy was going Alexa turn radiators on sorry but my worst
4: <laughs> I'm not like how does she
2: understand what you're saying <laughs> I couldn't but how does Alexa <sighs> s- like suss out northern oh, Ireland? Yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but there you go anyway that's pre, that's post Babelfish do you remember them days Babelfish no. what was that it was uh, like a like an online translator on even I don't remember what? that Babelfish not plenty of fish, Nigel. Right, right. <laughs> I,
0: was just, I was married between fish came
2: out. Right, anyway. Well, uh, your engine. Uh, yeah, your Porsche so rods.
0: Your Porsche rods. We,
2: we, we re- rebuilt it, if I can spray that again. Um, dynoed it. Actually dynoed it. I think it made 121 before we rebuilt it with the belt on and then it made 135 after rebuilding it and all we did, found out the, the cam had gone flat in it and, uh, so I put a new cam and it changed oil, oil so important on them flat tap bit motors. Um, when you start losing, uh, the zinc uh-huh. in the oil, it just it, kills. it completely wipes out the cam and lifters. So you, you really need to run a high zinc oil, especially when you're running like a double valve spring and you're really highly sprung, you know? Um, so it, that was my first learning experience of flat cams um, and I've not been there since fortunately. So, sold that motor and it still hasn't been used. I know where the engine is and it's probably still sitting on the floor. you know? the Porsche rods on it?
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I might actually message him and say, you know your rods on that are worth more than what you paid for the engine. You know? <laughs> so, then, I sort of hatched a plan of, right, we're going to build a 200 horsepower motor from scratch and then, I sourced the parts. Dave uh, done all the machining and final assembly, put it together. It was uh, 2276 with, I think, 10.5 to 1 compression. Put some 48s on it. Uh, We dynoed it. I think originally it made about 165 on the dyno with the standard vents through the muffler. And eventually, I think we got it. I put 42 mil vents in it. And then after a bit of jetting and uh, ignition, uh, messing about with, we pulled one ninety seven. That's um, impressive on a Beetle. And that thing went twelve forty nine at hundred and eleven mile an hour. And what what that's kind of weight crazy. are those cars? Six six about six seventy. Jesus, uh, that's nuts. And that thing would do sixty in. Uh, I would say low force.
0: Yeah, because you've all the grip to go. Yeah, it yeah. was
2: crazy fast.
0: You don't have to say if you don't want to, but say somebody was going to build that spec engine. What money are you talking?
2: You ain't going to get much change out of 10 grand.
3: That's nuts. Yeah. And that kind of becomes, you know, if you want to go fast, you can do it a lot cheaper. But if you want to go fast in a Beetle, you know, if you want to stick yeah, with that, it's that's... it's
2: insane. It's insane to build a, a Beetle engine to go fast. and that The price
3: of parts is just nuts. And it goes back to what we said before about modern cars. Like, you could go buy a car at five grand... And sink another five grand into it. You buy a fast card, five grand, and yep. sink five grand into it. You're going to be a lot quicker than what your beetle was. You know, it, well, you'd be surprised. Go, well, and
2: take, go and take a Focus ST. So say something like that, uh-huh. right? Go and sink five grand into it, and. Tell me whether that's actually going to run quicker than...
3: Well, on drag, yeah. yeah. The, the Beetle probably would have it, but I mean, like a circuit, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, the Beetles... It's the, not that kind of no, car. it just
2: fall on its roof. Yeah. You
3: know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, that car just wanted to tip over at every given moment. You know, it was only designed to go in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the drag racing. Yeah. I loved it. I did enjoy it, but then... That was cool I got you know I had a, a daughter at the time when we first did the the first drag day. I think she was like two two and a half years old, maybe a bit older and it was it was sort of quickly dawning on me that do I want to be the dad that is always saying not now, not now, not now in a minute in a minute and always stuck under the car or do I need to be there for her uh-huh. you know? and you don't get much time. As you say, your son's blank of the day, he's seventeen. Know, he'll he'll be driving in three years' time after he gets his test.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and, uh,
3: <laughs> if he gets his test at the
2: <laughs> But so, do I want to be yeah. that that dad? And uh, I didn't want to be. And the price of the oval had gone up stratospherically. You know, and I've always been of these the sort of outlook on on my cars that it's never been about what they're what they're worth. Um, For me, it's the enjoyment. I get my enjoyment from doing the building of them and, and the working on them. So when they're worth that much money sitting in the garage, they personally, to me, they become a burden. Yeah. I don't want that much money sitting in the garage. Someone you break know?
0: in and steal it or van. You can look it? at that and go, that's an opportunity to do something else with my family or something. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, so I decided that, and I'd actually had a really difficult time. Um, I'd suffered, like I'd hit a real bad, I don't mind talking about it. I know it goes off track a little bit. I don't know. I'll
3: talk away. No, you're away. You're yeah, sure. yeah, I'll talk yeah, whatever
2: you want. Yeah. I, I went through a really bad stage of depression and with the, running the drag racing, yeah. we went from running a drag event that was costing us like two and a half grand to three grand to put on uh-huh. to all of a sudden when we lost Bishop's Court, you had to find 20 grand to put a, yeah. a drag event on. And I was burnt out. I was sick of Volkswagens. I was sick of cars. I was just I was just done completely. So I decided just to walk away from it all. Um because I think when you put yourself uh when you give all of yourself to everybody and you don't leave enough for you. Yeah. Eventually, something's gonna just go bang. And unfortunately for me, I just went pop. You know, I blew a gasket and I really hit the skids. And so, so I decided, right, the oval's going. And fortunately, it went to a really good home. A friend of mine in Oma bought it, uh, and he still got it. And I took a break, and I actually, I, I did, I, I went and revisited my the youth that I never had and went and bought a Focus ST. That's
4: right, yeah.
2: <laughs> and everyone was lo- like, you know, making a few comments, you know, oh, you know back to your Essex roots and, uh, <laughs> you know, just taking the piss generally out
0: of... Uh, I think your first Instagram post was the Essex boys back or something. Yeah, I think something,
2: something like, like that. You. Something like that. And uh, in my mind, it was a funny one with that, because it was a 2007 2.5 Focus yep. ST, and it had 40,000 mile on it. You know, it was. A, it was, and they're not easy to get hold of good ones. Mm. And initially, I really enjoyed the car. It was just such a nice change, and it was still analog enough. Yeah, it was modern, but it was still a really analog
0: car, and have a good chassis too. The, the, it was brilliant.
2: And yeah. um, but then I thought this. In the end, it was just sitting in the garage more than I was using it. And I was
4: like,
2: uh, I can't work on it. I don't. You know, I sort of. I'm not feeling it. You know? It's not you. And then my daughter started saying, "Daddy, daddy, daddy, can we get another beetle?" <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was it. And I, I fortunately, started sort of getting my shit back together, so to speak. And uh, I said, "Yeah, all right, we'll do another one, but we're going to do it on a budget, right? And we're just going to build something that is fun." Right, This ain't going to be fast. This is just going to be for me and you. And originally the plan was to to get something that she could help build. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I started looking. Yep. And that's when that one came up. And where, you went back to England for that, didn't I had it? to go to... Oh, Where was it? It was just as far out the way as you can imagine. It was, oh, where does he live? It's the other side of Kent. Always. The full wed
0: um, thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and be as a
2: clue. Yeah. So I've borrowed a trailer from my mate, Liam, thank you, and gone over in the, in the camper and I told my daughter that I was going up over to pick up a mini digger for work. <laughs> so she didn't know a thing about it. So I goes over and I'd been basically talking to Jay Turnock um, about the car and he said, look, it ain't a show car, it's been welded. Um, it's proper solid, but it just needs but putting together. Back together, painting and finishing. So I get there thinking, well, it's going to be a bit rough. And it was way better than I was hoping. For what it cost me, it was way better. That's than, always good, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so strapped it up, stayed with a mate for, a, a, I think I stayed with him for the night and then decided to uh, hit the road because it's like it's was nearly 600-mile door, door for me, uh, that far down. And I'll never forget it. I was driving up the... Uh, going through the... I shouldn't... I, I'm a bit wary about saying this
4: with <laughs> getting on the internet.
2: <laughs> and it's chucking it down. and it, it rained all the way home. And uh, I had a blue tarpaulin over the Beetle, and the bonnet wasn't bolted to the hinges on the car.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, so we strapped around the bonnet. Yeah. And... I'm going through what tunnel was it? The Bell Common Tunnel, right? Which is uh, as you're coming out of Essex, you're t- heading towards sort of Har? Is it Harlow? No. Well, yeah, you're sort of heading that way, and uh, you're still on the M25, Bell Common Tunnel, and all of a sudden, like I-, I can see this, like something caught me eye in the wing in the rearview mirror, and I look back, and it honestly, the tunnel's lit up with all these sparks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is that? So I get, you can't pull over in the tunnel. Yeah. So I'm like, right, I'm going to have to get over. As soon as I get through this tunnel, I'm getting over. So I get over. I look around the car, and there's n- nothing I can see wrong. And then I look underneath, and there's like a strap. like One of the metal bits on the strap is a little bit loose. Oh, that must be dragging on the ground, you know? So I tighten it all up, get on my way. I made it all oh, miles up the country. I'd done it 300 miles, something like that. And I thought, right, I'm going to stop for the night, just get my head down, put the bed down in the back. Fell asleep, got up the next morning, went round checked all the straps. I'm looking, and I'm like, where the frigs the bonnet?
4: <laughs> <laughs> back to 300, mate, that way.
2: <laughs> So, yeah, the, the, the bonnet had
3: done, It'd gone for a burton in the Belcon tunnel. So. <laughs> imagine these modern times, someone's driving along and there's a beetle bonnet lying upside down in the middle of a tunnel. <laughs> the thing was,
2: and then I thought back to
3: it, and I'm like, about four lorries come sh- hurtling past
2: in that lane as soon as I pulled over. So it must be flat as a pancake. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad it was lorries, yeah, yeah. because if it was a, some poor sod on a bike,
4: yeah, can you imagine? You so
2: off. I spent the rest of the journey home... Absolutely crapping myself Panican. thinking I am going to be on police watch or you know, <laughs>
4: yep, something
2: yeah. like uh, I was ju- just absolutely crapping myself. And it's thinking, one of those
3: things it's done, so you can't change I can it, do it, yeah. about it, but I was you just in your oh head.
2: man, and it's not like you've done it because you, you're being shonky about something. You, I genuinely thought, and I, I remembered that I hit this massive bump coming out of services before that Bell Common Tunnel, and I reckon it just dislodged it. <sighs> Um, and I, I just felt
0: mortified about the whole thing, but it's done, and it's. You were checking news,
4: <laughs> London <laughs> yeah, news. Yeah, I was. I
0: was. So, on. It was. <laughs> so got pulled it home. Pull up um, the stand line, and
2: uh, oh,
4: don't. Please, looking at it, you for me. going. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dear. I
2: did actually make it home. And uh, most of the car was there? Most of the car was there. To be fair, the bonnet was rotten anyway, nah. so it's the only bit on the car that was no bad. Love so yeah, I wasn't I was I was more concerned about someone getting injured. Got it home, the daughter hated it, the wife said that is a complete shit box. Uh, <laughs> and great I was start. like after an isn't a grid. Yeah. And see like I can see the potential in things. You, vision, know, vision. you know, even in even in people, I can see potential in them. And when you can see potential in a car, you know, Talk, it's gosh. not up to anybody yep. else, you know. So uh, the rest, I think, is history. The rest is
3: sitting outside, isn't it? It is. And it's looking good. It's, so, when did you bring that back? Two was, years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So what started off as basically a bare shell or a, a very stripped shell. Oh, it's completely stripped and boxes. As, as you got it. Talk us through the process. You, what your original plan? You said was like a low budget father daughter build, yep. something to connect.
2: Yeah, completely. Because uh, my my daughter's got her things going on in life, and uh, I thought for her it would be good for her to have something to concentrate on, and and for for me to be with her. Yeah, and just you know, sort of tick along together doing it. Um, so I said, look, what color do you want it? And she Said, I don't know, and I went and f- I've always wanted to do like a peppermint green, you know, going back to the original 80s, 90s, early 90s pastel colors. Yeah, like we I talked wanted about to do hair. something like that, and but I've never wanted to build that style of car that's goes back that far.
3: Yeah, yeah, because just I, take that wee hint of it, just take
2: that, yeah, hint of it. So I, I went down to paint shop and got a full peppermint green rattle can mixed up, and I gave her the can and I said right, what do you think of that? And she sprayed it on, I think, one of the wings or something like that. And then I said, look, spray it on the garage wall Mm because it was white. I said, give it a load on there. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, let's do it that colour. So we just said, right, we're going to do it that colour, which I was obviously over the moon with. (laughs) (laughs) No persuasion needed. And then... I had to do a couple of bits of welding that were sort of needed rectified um, that I wasn't happy with. Um, sort out of some alignment stuff, but really it didn't. I mean, it only needed about a week's worth of work to get it, the body ready f- to go down to paint. But it was it was pretty much straight away. I just knew that my daughter was had no interest in doing this with me. <laughs> you know, and you can't force anyone yeah, to. Yeah. And so I'm like, right, this is now. My project that I'm gonna do, and her enjoyment from it will come when the car's finished. Yeah, and so I, I That's sort of said, right, what am I gonna do about this engine? I don't want another fast beetle. Been there, I've done that. It's, it's now painfully expensive to do, but more, more that I just don't want another fast one. Yeah, I you've want done something it. that I can cruise. I, I know that I can get into and drive to the coast, no issues. And just enjoy, but I didn't want a standard one. I was like, "No way is this going to be standard, right?" What haven't I done? Turbo. <laughs> so, I,
3: I remember you posting this in the forums about it, and yeah. I laughed. I was like, "This is going to be so cool!" <laughs> and it, it wasn't laughing as in like mocking you. It was yeah. just like laughter as in like this is absurd. This is just something totally different. So
2: I had sitting in the shed from. I would say 20 years ago. It was before, I, had, I had the stuff about five years before we moved over here, so that would make it 19 years. I had a Renault 5 GT turbo carburetor that I'd bought to do a turbo so, setup on one of these engines. Uh-huh. I was always going to do one. It was just never the right time. Yeah. And a turbo from a Vauxhall Nova 1500 turbo diesel, the little Isuzu yes. <laughs> RHB3, I think it is. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it's as big as your fist. It's tiny, yeah. Yeah. you know. Uh, and I thought that that would probably work really well because I didn't I didn't want to start building an engine mm-hmm. um, if I could help it. So it was funny. I, I just put a compression tester on the engine that come with a car, and it's a thirteen hundred. And they all all the cylinders were 150 PSI. I'm like, oh, Perfect. my God, this is like, that's brand Sweet. new yeah. compression, you know? Um, so I said, right, we're doing it. And it had a bit of M-flow in it, but nothing that was really, I wasn't bothered about. So I said, I mean, the oil was horrible. I pulled the strainer out of it, and it was like, oh, <laughs> nice. hey, this ain't nice. But <laughs> do you know what? We'll just run it up a few times, do a few oil changes, and see what it's like. Yeah. And it's been, you know, it was all right. And then the rest, I think, was just Instagram, wasn't it? Yeah. Just me. Uh, I went down to local, my local tire place and exhaust. I said, "Look, is there any chance I can rifle through all your scrap?" He said, "You go and work away." So I pulled a load of scrap out. Um, a couple of my mates give me some four, old rusty four into one headers, and I just built up a turbo header for it, and and just I just cobbled away at, at, at the whole thing until. Just give it a go. But I mean, it's. It's crazy to think. Like initially, I thought I'd do this in a week, no problem.
3: <laughs> I've I've been there,
2: <laughs> but it just you you found yourself doing stuff, and you're like, right, that's not going to fit with that. Like the, the the fan shroud, you couldn't fit the turbo in place with like the heater outlets on the fan shroud, so you had to cut the um, the heater outlets off, weld them up, uh, and did a lot of metal work, changing the metal work, but. Not to a, the extent where um, I didn't want to get in uh, the. The ultimate goal was if I was going to turbo it, it has to fit under the deck lid. Yes, because I hate seeing cars, particularly Beetles. Race cars fine, but on a road car where all the crap's hanging out the back, the, the you know the bonnets all or the deck lids all cut and it's all hanging out the back because it's not packaged well. Yeah. You know, so I said, right, this has to fit under the lid. And by that time, the body was down at Matt's paint shop. Oh, lovely. She had so I had nothing to go by with the body. It was just, right, I've got to build this as tight to the, the cooling shroud fine, yeah. as I can and hope that when the body goes back on the car, it all fits. So, and did it. Yeah, we did it. Just. so I had, to, I had to modify a couple of little bits when the body went back on, but know
3: on the whole, I, I couldn't believe I actually built something that worked. I have serious jealousy of Beetles for the simple reason you can unbolt the body. Yep. And work and many times have I said to you Lee about working on our cars, it's like if you just unbolt this body and do the floor pan, it, it's just it makes life so much easier. Yep, now, there's a massive amount of work still involved in it. There's no doubt about that, but like just the logistics of what you can do with a flat pan on the floor, work away it's with it. It's so easy. Paint the body, put it on. Yep. I, I do envy that. It's, it's,
2: you're working with two, two, essentially two main components yep. individually on the car. So the chassis, I mean, you see me build that up in my garage yep. and it's a doddle to work on. So you can get that car mechanically 80%, well, 90% done before the body even goes on. I mean, I would. I had that engine running, driving, Everything. With uh, no body?
3: With no body on it. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And then following your... Uh, you had a budget for this building. So yep. you obviously you said you weren't going to go into the, the massive amounts of like another 10 grand no, engine. No, and or, uh,
2: that's one of the things for me with the way my hobbies changed so much over the years is that these cars um, were cheap. You know, it's like anything. And I know time changes and stuff gets desirable. But my hobby was always... You bought it because it was cheap and it was a fun car that you could work on. And then as the years have gone on, like we're now in the realms of I, I see it all the time, ten to twenty grand paint jobs, yeah. you know, fifty to a hundred grand in the car. I'm like, where where has my hobby disappeared to? Well, where did it where did we end up that this is where we're at with it? And to me, that
3: ain't fun. This is a similar gripe I had. I think I might have talked about it in one of the previous episodes about the likes of the Jap cars going to America and the prices rising and people sitting with like Mark Three Golfs willing the value to go up. And I'm looking going, I don't want the value to go up because that's my fun, affordable yep. hobby. And when that goes, like look at the price of Mark Ones now, Nigel. Crazy. Prelli edition Mark Ones.
0: Oh, get your bank loan yeah. sorted out. You're, your you're not getting mortgage. one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just
3: insane. And uh, yeah, you're right, Ben. Like it just it has that thing of like, it just isn't, even if it's fun and you have it, you're afraid to take it out because the parts to replace what you've just damaged if something happened is colossal again.
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that if you build a car, well, you, you feel like you're sort of being a miserable old git because there's people out there that are more than happy to spend this money on their cars. And here's me sitting here bemoaning the fact that they've got that much money in their, their pride and joys and their the thing that they love, well, why shouldn't they? But no, it's the, the, the point is, that's not me. No. And it's not the hobby that I ever grew up with. So I sort of stuck to my ethos that, no, this is going to be built exactly the same way as I've, I would do something if I, I bought it 30 years ago. So I set myself a budget of four grand and that was including buying the car.
3: Ooh, that's impressive! Very yeah, impressive. That is. I knew you had a low budget, but it, like, I wouldn't have known what you gave for the car. Don't expect it to the save. Car was
2: twelve hundred and fifty quid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's I like. If you'd have told me you give three grand for that shell, not knowing Beatles, I probably would. i been like, yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. no. The car was twelve hundred and fifty quid. And is that cheap on the scale of Beatles? Like, yeah, is that is a bargain? A
2: yeah, stuff's just mad money now. Yeah, you know, um, two grand doesn't get you much. No. You know, now. That's, so that's cool. But
0: i You've been in the cars for 20, 30 years. Have you seen hyperinflation like this before in any phase of. I've
2: never seen.
0: Because I haven't. Like uh,
2: just, I've never seen investment like it. Yeah. So but people look at cars as an investment rather than.
0: Yeah, these these online like auctions, it's investors that are yeah. pushing these prices yeah. up now. Yeah. Which, like that American thing, that's driven by. Yeah. We can it's all not so buying
2: them cars. No. We can all say it won't last, but. Who's to know, you know, unless you've got a crystal ball, you know, you look at camper van prices. I mean, I had that sandbar and back when I bought it, I bought that for seven and a half grand back in 1997. Mm -hmm. That was a 16,000 kilometre from new van, twin sliding door, one of uh, seven only ever made at the Hanover factory. I (laughs) sold that for $30,000. Back, at, back in back in the day, that was 20, the guts of 20 grand. Yeah. If you were to put that van to auction now, that would be, I would say, Sterling, prices have probably dipped a bit, but it seems they're going again. I would say that is a 100 grand van all yeah. day long, you know? <laughs> you know? What,
0: That's what just he, What do you call the comedian in California? The Mexican guy has a big collection of vans. Oh, I
2: know you mean the big, big yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's just got a yeah. collection of sums. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: And- it goes back to it's not about the money for me yeah. yeah i don't care i would sooner have something that i'm using and enjoying than tucking it away in the shed because it's going to be worth something someday yeah. Yeah. i have no interest no. in storing cars and to me they're there for using and enjoying and and for my my enjoyment is the building of them that's yeah. where i get my most enjoyment
0: yeah and it's for me building the car would be like I would get Andy and Robin around, and it's the fun you have building yeah. f- with friends yeah, and big companionship time. and stuff like that. There, like,
2: you, know. you know, I, I had Matt Donnelly, he's a good friend of mine, do the paint. And I said to Matt, Look, Matt, it ain't got to be that good. This is just a, an ice cream machine. This is for me and my daughter. Let's go and get the ice cream. And lockdown happened, and he messaged me, and it had been there since September last year. Hang on, last year. Two years ago, two, two year. years ago, it was last there. year didn't yeah, yeah, did. wow, <laughs> that's that's flown, and um, it had sat there, and we sort of it was it would be done when it's done, you know. I wasn't yeah. there was no deadline. Um, then all of a sudden, bang, uh, the pandemic hit. Matt messages me, right? I'm closing shop. Um,
3: do you want to come do this?
2: No, it, I think he, he shut up shop for quite a while. And then I think he was told that he's allowed to work. I, I'm not sure how it was all worked uh, for his industry. Yeah. So I left him alone. Then he said one day, right, I'm dragging it out the corner. We're going to make start on it. And then it was not long before. It was done. He, he rang me and said, right. And Matt didn't paint it. His son, Mark, laid uh-huh. the paint on. Very good. And I tell you what, like, I Love remember it. the first time just walking into the booth because a lot of people questioned the colour because um, it's not, it's a take on full peppermint green. It's not like a perfect match to that it's a few shades away. Yeah. Um, and Matt wasn't sure about the colour, and a few other boys were like, I'm really not sure about that colour. I'm like, well, I am. And I've been 100% <laughs> about the thing since it started. And i tell you what, so the the day, you know, he said, right, we're doing the last colour now, getting the car, or the last coat.
0: Did you put a video up of that or yeah. something? Because I, I remember you were just so happy yeah, in unreal,
2: the video. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, it's the first time I think my jaw's ever hit the floor.
3: <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> What I I think what what makes it work for me especially is the fact that the car isn't covered in chrome. All the chrome's blacked out, uh, so it kind of tones that yeah. down. You know, you have the loud color, and then it brings everything slightly down again with the yeah, darker I would
2: not accents. Have, I just I was like, if anything, there cannot be a drop of chrome on this car because I've seen it with that, those sort of pastel colors. As uh-huh. soon as you put the chrome on, it becomes a feminine car with, is, yeah. with that colour but if you go with no chrome or dark trim you know anything that was chrome is now dark all of a sudden it, it kind of doesn't have a, a gender anymore do yep. you
3: know what
0: I mean yeah. nobody's looking at you thinking you're driving your wife's car oh, they probably are to be fair <laughs> you know? so I, I, re- I really enjoyed the Instagram you know the bell, the stories you know whatever um, it sort of made me think back that a couple of series that I really enjoyed in the two thousand area on Discovery Beatles Crisis Cameraman Crisis like i could really relate to that I yep. enjoyed because you'd seen the build of it before I'd so, like I'd never went deep in the Beatles because but them two series sort of so then when you were starting to do stuff you were going I remember that from that And you
2: know. yeah the only thing is that I wasn't bankrolled by anyone
4: to do it, really. <laughs> <laughs> they so you, were
0: crazy some of them the first one the rotten one the fella guess like it was just but again it's, they're TV
2: programs that yeah. have a lot of money thrown yeah. at them, you know, and it's like all these big car YouTube, uh, it's all false. Ones. It's all, you know, all they do is throw money at it and go look at the end product. Oh, you, know? you can't really
0: relate to it know, to somebody steer, who works in the garage.
2: Yeah, I still, well, clear, I would sooner watch some bloke building his own stuff or some girl building her own stuff in her own shed with her own hands. That's my kind of YouTube uh, stuff, yeah, you know.
0: Well, I think that's where Wheeler Dealers just went wrong, yeah, yeah. it was Stepped relatable and then Ed China stepped away from it because it's just skyrocket just make believe now yeah and it's more focused on Mike running around doing fake deals Gas Monkey the first few series Built and stuff you know they're building stuff it was budget stuff and now it's just crazy yeah yep.
3: so you're foray into the, the turbo engine with the Beetle then yes. how did that work out for you?
0: it
2: actually worked out way better than I thought it would I, I didn't know how it was going to work you had I a don't... lot of
3: trial and error hadn't you? yeah but that's, that's, the, beauty that's of
2: the fun of it, you know. If it's not working out, you, you change it, you work out, you know, you have to suss out, like, right, why is it not working out? Right, you do this, you know. And there's so many, I mean, I've I've put hundreds of hours into that, yep. you know. And people might say, well, why did you put, why, you know, why invest so much time into something that isn't that powerful, you know. Surely you should go this route, buy this, buy that. And I'm like... That's not what it's about. It's about getting the most out of what you have yep. for very little. And so, oh man, I fabricated so much stuff on that turbo system, and like, oh, I built it all. But I was showing you guys the the linkage, yeah. And that's that's, like, that's my most favourite part. And because the, the Renault carb actually uh, levers from the opposite side uh, of a normal standard Solex carb that's on that engine. And I was trying to think about how am I going to work this out? How can I get this to operate?
3: Yeah. Realistically, your throttle cable would have needed been coming, like pulling behind the car to get it to yeah, engage exactly. the throttle. Yeah. yeah.
2: And in the end, I tried a kite, like just a solid tube to guide it up to um, the arm for the throttle butterfly. And, it was all right. it worked, but it was bindy. There was a real sort of binding. It's uh, a long drag, not a smooth actuation on the throttle. So I was like, right, this ain't gonna last long. Uh, I'm gonna throw it in the bin. And then one morning i got up and I was like, right, I think I've got an idea. So I took a, a standard Solex carburetor, which was the original carburetor, and I, I took a one mil grinding disc, uh-huh. and I basically cut the throttle spindle part off of the body of the carb uh-huh. and modified it a little bit and cut it and jigged it around and then bolted it underneath the carburettor, made a cantilever. Just effectively what it did was make a cantilever up yep. um, that operates from the original location of the throttle cable but then throws it you know, uh, to the other side of the carburettor where it pulls uh- from the Renault carb. And it's like, well... It's cost me no money. And it's like, that. that is the whole ethos of this car. That Use what you have. Yeah, use and modify what I had. And, I, and the best part of it, you know, for anyone who's building a car with decent, you know, with a, a small budget, I would always say now, after this experience, don't buy new. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've been doing this 30 years and the quality of reproduction parts was terrible 30 years ago, and they're still terrible. And I, I, they're I, still I, terrible. <laughs> and there's companies that have been going in whatever guise, but maybe they started off as one company. Yeah. Then they, they became another company, or they're now part of a big company. There's so many, but they're still willing to churn out... Absolute crap. Absolute garbage. And I've bought stuff like running boards. Yeah. And I, they don't even, in any way, shape, or form, fit. Like you may as well bump them to a Fiat Panda because they're, sh- they're shocking. They're not fit. And I can, how you can tell something that is completely unfit for purpose yeah. is beyond me. And go and sleep at night. I just couldn't do it. And and pe- I, people accept it. That's the worst of it. Yeah, and I just, I just think that is just horrible business. You know, horrible way to go about business. Just churning shit out to people. And, and and not caring. What gets
3: yeah. me is like to make a body panel. You need obviously the two halves of a press. You know the yep. press. You. It's as much effort to make that part accurately as it is to make it wrong. You Depends know, the if same.
2: you're using cornflakes packets to use as a press. Well,
3: true. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably what the press is. Honestly, performing. yeah. Because I always got that. I was like, that has to be made to an exact shape. So why make it a wrong shape? Why not make it the right shape and then fucking yeah.
0: press it? Yep. <laughs> Severe case of DFR in the yeah, factory. Yeah, it'll be fine.
3: Yeah. Let Ben worry about that when he's welding yep. on, you
0: but know. No,
2: because in the end, he Ben threw him in the bin. I see um, that, yep. I was uh, I was working on a car for a fella and he just put new, best quality stuff on there. And uh, he said, oh, I've got some second-hand running boards there if you want them. They do the original ones on the car. I was like, original ones? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He said, yeah, you can... Take these if you want. So I took these, and they just being straight away fitted on the car, no problems, and and, and I don't buy this whole. Oh, it's cheap. You can buy them. the more expensive ones. A fit better, and they're better quality. So it's like they're providing you a, a really toilet version of it to make you to buy make the more you expensive. go and buy the better one. Or to make you buy that one three times until you the penny drops. The it's like, don't sell those ones, <laughs> right? Don't even don't even insult yourselves by even putting them on the shelves to sell. Actually just provide the right stuff, you know? Because now I won't deal with you. Yeah. Because you've been doing the same stuff for thirty years and if you if you think that's an acceptable
3: way to run your business, yeah. I won't deal with you anymore. Especially as it's supposed to be geared towards enthusiasts, yep. you know they they're, not, the, no. they're not. They're not. Yeah, no, they're it's rubbish. That's no, it. it's yeah. that's
2: complete ball. You know, and that's my rent for the day <laughs> anyway. Get a reproduction parts.
3: And then rounding it off, then obviously the interior. The oh interior yes. I, my interior. I love the interior, and it's, it's so different. You want to do a nice
2: interior, but like yeah, again, interiors cost fortunes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, right? How can I do this interior the way I kind of want it, but not spend a fortune? So it's like mm, Mazda MX Five, right? They have a re- the Mark One Mazda MX Five has a really nice seat. The remember like a Porsche tombstone, and this kinda? is the whole deal yep. because a Porsche tombstone has a Porsche syntax.
0: Yeah. Yes, correct.
2: Yeah. So what do you do? And they're all knackered. Yep. They're all shot to bits. Yep. So you've got to spend just as much money retrimming them. So what are you going to do? Spend five, six hundred pound on a seat. I'm not like, nah, chance. that's not happening. And I'd looked into these master seats and I was like, right, I could buy a set of seats for 50 quid, easy. And I did actually buy a set in the UK, but then the pandemic hit and didn't get that them. just didn't happen. So in the end, I found some local 60 quid pair of seats and the way that the Beatles uh, the, the, on the chassis, there's... Two, on this particular model, there's, it's a later one, you've got like a, a pyramid at the front where there's a sliding rail that the, the original seat has uh-huh. that goes through it with a pin that locks in. So you sounds pull, like a Mark II Golf. Yeah, yeah. you pull the pin, it, it goes back on its two rails there, and you just put it where you want it. Uh-huh. So I'm like, right, how can I get these seats in without welding them in or making up a frame and welding that to the car? So firing up the welder and my poor welding skills again, I, I sussed it out. If I cut the old rails off the bottom of the seats, mm-hmm. weld them to the subframe of the MX-5 seats, uh-huh. I could then have a seat that works off of the same mechanism. So I basically built a complete subframe for the MX-5 seats um, that all work off the original runners. Brilliant. That was like... I think I spent about twenty three quid on steel tube, <laughs> you know.
3: You've, yeah, that's that's impressive. And then you carpeted the whole thing. Yeah, you know?
2: just got four way stretch and yeah, it looks it looks so good. And that was like I tidied it up. It was like, it was just under hundred and fifty quid to do the whole interior.
3: That's second what I spend on my interior. <laughs> you
4: know?
2: But that's that's been what it all, was all about. It's just build it within, you know. I can strive for perfection and uh-huh. I can spend for perfection, but that's added. Where do ev- you stop? Everyone's got their own level of perfection. And where, say, something that I build isn't up to standard to people's, you know, Somebody up high above. watermark. Yeah. For me, it's it's. I, I've always been quite happy to... Um, What's the, I'm an easy kept person. I don't want for a lot. Oh, that's good. It goes back to the original shows. I, I built a 1964 Beetle, and it was entered into the Volkswagen show in '96. And I was an apprentice in the print at the time, and it had a 1914 engine in it. And it was—I don't think you've ever seen that. No, I haven't seen that. No, it was a 64 resto Cow, and it was the first ever time I'd built a car. And I never did the paint, the body, I never did, I did the interior and the mechanicals, but I was only sort of 17, 18, Um, or 97, I can't remember how old I'd be there, but anyway, it was young, (laughs) and uh, I just built it on an apprentice budget, I mean, I was thinking I was earning like, at the start of it, I was on 46 quid a week, Uh you know, I was earning a bit more by the time the car was finished, and I remember taking it to the show, all proud of myself, the, the car was good enough to be in that show, the Volkswagen Show, which yeah. is the best uh, in the UK for, at the time. And all of a sudden, this car comes, well, you can hear it from outside. It's, it was quite funny. It was like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they open the Ark up. And they're all, they're, him and the, the girl are strapped to the cross. And he says, don't look don't at look, it, don't, don't look, look at it. Right? <laughs> My brother's staying it. He goes, don't look at it, don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I won't say who it was because he's a really good friend of mine and he's a lo- the most loveliest person and a uh, total legend. And he comes rolling in with his new-built car. And it was right at that point I said, I'm well out of my depth here <laughs> and this isn't what I want to do. I, I, to get to that level, that, that's what you need to be. Uh-huh. So I came away, enjoyed the show, had a great time, but I, from that day on I said, I am never building a show car.
3: Not that type of thing. Yeah, to, yeah, that, yeah.
2: to that level, um, because you, know, you only have to go to you know your show and all the other shows around the country. Kids put so much effort into their cars, and uh, it breaks my heart to see how much disappointment and heartache is when they've spent all their time building something, and they don't go away with what they want. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's life. Yep, that's that is life. Is. You yeah. are you either are up there. Uh, it depends. I think we all have to understand our expectation and and appreciate at what level we're at and if you think that you're you know like me you know freestyle person five-star ideas (laughs) (laughs) no I'm not really I'm not but yeah um, so I decided then and then it was like not doing another one I'm gonna just keep it keep it real and that's what I've tried to do with this car this 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 that's a a credit
3: to you like it definitely achieved that with it I think like yeah it's Cause it's like I said, you like you take that any show here, and to set it amongst what a lot of people would term a show car, that is a show car. But to you, it's not. No, it's not. It's looking not. back at what was a show car back in the day, kind of thing. Yeah, I understand. But, I've said show car a lot there,
0: but you say it's a budget build, but it's a credit to you in the sense that because of your knowledge and experience and skills, you've made a budget build.
3: Yeah, imagine yeah. Joe Bloggs going with no skills at all to hand that car over the way you got it to yep. other people just to build it. That's not a four grand car. No, you know, no, no. It's like my, yep, my Mark three, I think I have five grand in that car. Yep. And again, to hand it over to somebody, to do it, you'd be lucky if you got 20 out of it, you know, but it's because I painted it myself, you know.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're all different. Yeah. You know, like to, for 20 to build that car, say some, you gave it to a company and you said, right, build the car g and they said it's gonna be twenty grand, away you go and they build it and to you know, there are people in life that twenty grand ain't a lot of money. Yeah. Two grand's a lot of money to me. Yeah. You know, so it's it's where we are in life and
0: how you look at things. Yeah. Yeah. And what your priority is, you know, yeah, too.
2: Completely. But it's been the most enjoyable build I've ever done. It's ever, actually ever.
3: I think that shows in your build threads and where you post it because it's actually been I'm enjoyable sure. to follow along with it. And am sure there's
0: joy in it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
3: it's refreshing to see something that isn't just having money kicked at it. You know, yeah. it just, there's a passion for no, it.
2: No, I love it. I, when my dad passed away, I, you know, it, it sort of went on hold. And then I think when, I think it was the new year, uh-huh. I sort of started getting back into it. I was like, right, I need to get on with this car. And I kind of... Built the car with my dad in mind as well. Yeah, you know, because um, I know he'd be proud of it. That's I, cool. know, I really know he would be proud of it, and so that kind of got me going. And I think that car, mentally, you know, after all the highs and lows of I've had over the, the last few years, I was I was struggling again this year. So mentally, concentrating on the car. If you're working on your car, I don't think you you know, there's not much a better place to to lose yourself yeah. and not get caught up in this constant rumination of the, your daily grind in your, in your own head. So when you get into the car, you're, you're solely focused. Now, it could just be doing the smallest little job, yeah, but it takes you out of your own
3: personal headspace and allows you to just be... And even when you close the garage door, you're going away. Like your problem with the change in direction of the throttle cable. Yeah, you're going away thinking about that. You know, it is. You're still a distraction when you're in the garage or in the house. It's still there. Yeah. It's it's good that way. Yeah, I
2: I have to say it's it's certainly been like a a real. It's been a challenge, but a a brilliant challenge you know, because you've got all these different challenges going on. You want to keep it under budget. Yeah. You know, you want to turbo it, but you've never done it before. (laughs) You know, all these little things and even the wheels, like, the wheels you'd think, I don't know, 500 quid, 600 quid wheels. Uh But, I had a guy come up from Dublin, one of these golf tuned. He said, uh, I've got these wheels here, do you want them? Um, I said, how much do you want for them? He said, oh, give me 100 quid for them. I was like, bring them up and I'll have a look. So he comes up, I tune his golf. He said, hey, do you want these wheels? I said, yeah, go on. So I go, get the money out. He goes, no, you have them for doing the tuning. And so I think I spent 30 quid on paint.
3: How could you that? for 30 quid. <laughs> yeah. You know?
2: That's just the way I, that That sort of epitomizes the whole build. Yeah. yeah.
3: That and the learning experience of it. Loved it. Loved it. If you can learn from something, loved it. Fantastic. And if you
2: can also pass on what you've learned. Like yeah. I'm doing... Um, a friend of mine uh, is doing a turbo build at the minute and he's sent me the carburetor up and the distributor because you have to recurve the distributors uh, and change the, the, the total advance. Mm-hmm. And I... Do all that myself. a modified distributor, um, and he said, "I said, send it all up to me. I'll sort it out and send it back to you. You know, mm. and he, and if if you can keep, see a lot, of, you know, people keep secrets, don't they, in this game? Seen secrets, yeah, yeah. And I ain't into all that. I'm I'm off the opinion that if I can, if I can battle through and, and build something and, and make something work and know it works. Why should I sit and watch the uh, the kid down the road struggle? Have it? to struggle, spend loads of money, knowing for, with me knowing for well he's doing it wrong. Mm. Yeah, that to me is not that's not cricket. And you you're know,
3: you're breeding another enthusiast. Yeah. yeah, so you just got to keep them going. You know, show people there's another way. Yeah, and ju- just on that point to finish up, you're saying there about reworking the distributors and things like that. Yeah. That's actually. Would you say it's well, You we can cut this bit. is it your full time? No, it's not full
2: time. It's uh I always said never make my hobby my job.
3: Which you can't kind of you'll
2: <laughs> end up hating it. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, I do I tune. I go round the country tuning, yeah. twin carb motors, racing engines. Um I mean it's
3: like just tortured. When when you started to do it, it was actually one thing I picked up on was no one was doing that. No. Do you remember the bother John had getting the, the oh, carbs done, the, the Jetta? Jetta. You done it, the yeah. Jetta GTI? and like when nobody's doing it and you
0: can it's, it's, why it's not all, take advantage of it's it all Plus, and chips now yes no, no yeah. it's I the, love it's, it's a that,
2: that's one of my favourite things tuning cars yeah. I love it because y- you get a result it, even if it beats you you still are part way on because you know What's wrong? Yeah. You know, but very rarely would they beat me. I think Tom O'Patson's mate had me down to look at his mark, and that was just a mess. F- yeah, I struggled <laughs> with that one. That's probably been the only one that beat me. um But the rest of them, you know, it's, i've uh, do you remember your one? Yeah, they used to go up in flames. Yeah, and I was like, hang oh, on, hang on a, hang on a <laughs> minute. God, I remember,
0: I remember getting you out one day and having the carb on, and then. You sort of wasted your time coming out, and then I had to come back up to you, do you remember? I didn't have the carb bolted on. Cracked. No, what it was was... The flange, uh, I didn't have the flange for it, the you, crack
2: flange. Someone had glued the, the carburetor it, yeah. to the base what? of the manifold. Instead of a gasket? And yeah. No, they bolt up through the manifold. There's a bolt that goes from the bo- underneath the manifold all uh-huh. the way through. Right. And bolt, it pulls it all together... And Nigel was wondering why it kept going in fire. Because yeah, <laughs> it, it, it actually. <laughs> that's why he's got it. no hair left. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's that's it. That's that's the story of the Beatles. Yeah. So now it's like me and the daughter. The first time I took her to school, actually no, Just picked her up. up, picked her up. Um, she's had a really hard time, and see her face. Like I well, drove up to the school, and you can park actually in in the school car park right out the front door. And all the other kids' jaws hit the floor when we when <laughs> I first Dad. Yeah, and it it's was like just, a, what
0: was the t- uh, ad. Remember yeah. the Arlene one? Yep, they up. Yeah, come yeah. up the school and the daughters. It like, was just like, oh
2: man, just see her face um, and how special she felt. That was it for yeah. me. That was
0: that, worth it all. It
2: didn't matter that that we dynoed the engine and it made good power and we she were didn't happy. Care, you didn't care. It was just
3: all about her. Yeah. You know, I like the, the colors. The most visually striking part of the car. You yep. know, it's not the wheels and that's the bit that she picked. Yep. You know, in her head, that's yep. it's hers, that's so cool. Yeah,
2: it's well chuffed. So no, yeah. That, couldn't that, have come
3: turned out better. That actually reminds me years ago my dad used to pick me up from school on the motorbikes. Like back when nobody was doing that kind of thing. And I never forget the day my dad picked me up on his brand new RD four hundred. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you <laughs> You, you just feel like the whole world's watching you and you're yep. like, yep, I'm getting on to this. I am badass. But, yeah, that's, you know, right? and I'd say that's exactly how she felt. Like, it's so cool. Even though I'm an embarrassing dad. Oh, here. Yeah. we have, have to, to be. be then, you know? Yeah,
0: our old dad's not embarrassed. <laughs> so when they become teenagers, teenagers, it become, becomes more enjoyable yeah. to embarrass them more. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> even, though, even
2: though my daughter's nine now, it's, it's fun now oh, wow. because we're at the school gates. so I'm walking out of school and she's like, daddy, daddy, daddy. St- don't, don't come any further because <laughs> I will always let her walk like halfway across the playground and then scream as
3: loud as I can I love you
2: and she just is
3: mortified you know
2: but it's just what you got to do that's it. It, absolutely
3: know? brilliant we'll wrap it up there then folks
2: yep that's yeah. it um, that, was,
3: that was fantastic yeah Ben uh, you're a bit like ourselves you could talk all day and I'm sure there's plenty of more stories that we could get out of you
2: Yeah, oh, yeah there's a book full of pet heights to there get is. through so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, for anybody looking anything worked on tuned it's mainly carburetor stuff or it's only carburetor, carburetor stuff yeah, that it's you, all carburetor you're working stuff. on yeah um, where can they find you uh,
2: on Facebook Ben Lawrence
3: and um, you on Instagram too I'm on
2: Instagram yep yeah. Uh, ben Loro, I think it is I can't remember uh-huh. I'm really Will sort Lincoln. of I'm like uh, my dad you know when I used to watch him with his transition from VHS to DVD you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm that sort of guy you, you don't know? really care yeah I don't care I'm not really sort of all about the likes and shares
3: excellent you know well, thank you very much thanks stories. for having me yeah. I'm
2: gonna I, I've, I've saved myself I'm gonna have another bun I didn't want to do the whole crunchy <laughs> crunch thing, you know through the microphone but uh any the, for the next person who's who's uh, gonna be sitting in the the hot seat
0: um would the, recommend the buns are good Leah's <laughs> a lot to live up to you yeah. <laughs>
3: hey, you want to take us out
0: yeah so uh we'll leave it there and thank you again to Ben and yeah so if you want to check us out on the usual uh We've got a YouTube channel. Uh, it's Reload Podcast. Our socials are on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Reload Podcast. And individually, we are at Veda Boy.
1: At Maxwell House Forty
3: Six. I'm at Connor McCann, and Ben is something about Ben Lawrence, possibly. But we'll link it in the show notes for him because he can't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> at where am I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So thanks very much for tuning in again, and we'll catch you next time. So see you later. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye.